0: going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Big Cast. It's another fine Saturday afternoon. We have a nice panel for you today, along with a great show. Looking forward to this one, truly. Uh, You know me. I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, also known as Portia Power, but... My partner in crime is here as always, and he now features a land port. What is going on, Mr. Rodriguez?
1: <laughs> it's a game changer, man. King King. It really is. <laughs> you know, and then, and then I'm, I'm thinking about getting the OLED upgrade too, but oh, whoa, 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 yeah. slow down. Whoa. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to put too much out there <laughs> no, and rile no, people keep, up.
0: Do something weird, like keep it 720p yeah. or something. Right.
1: Yeah. Internally, I'm going to stay the same.
0: Oh, that, that doesn't change.
1: <laughs> you know, outwardly you know i'd like to you know we can't start different. we can't start right away with this <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you know. i'm good man i'm good i'm excited to be here let's go let's go
0: nice nice all right so we've got uh two returning guests i'll start with mr Indie gamer himself you know him you know his channel and uh just wrapped up a fantastic interview yesterday actually uh with another small developer so indy
2: how you doing brother I'm doing great. Thank you very much, my friend. It's um, always such a pleasure to see an invite from your good self. Uh, amazing show you run, uh, top quality stuff, you know, growing all the time. It's awesome to see. But yeah, thank you so much for the invite. Like you say, we had an interview yesterday. Jeff Spoonhauer, he's an ex-AAA developer who's worked on many big projects um, for many like of the big the big names in, in the industry. And now he's gone independent. So big respect to him. It was a yeah. fun time hanging out with him. He's a very down-to-earth guy as well. So, But yeah, exciting. <laughs> Excited to be here today with such an amazing crew. Thank you very much for having me. I'm going to I'm really enjoy this one. I'm sure of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for coming out. Also returning, and it's been far too long. We were just joking about it, that it's been far too long since he's been on. You know him as the host of The Shop every Saturday evening. Mr. PTK, how you doing, man?
3: I'm good, man. Glad to be here. Glad to see all the awesome people. Obviously, glad to see you, uh, uh, Ains, as well as you, Dan. I see you over there. 720p looks great on you, by the way. Don't <laughs> let anybody change you. I promise. Okay? No, I mean you don't, you don't want to see me in. Yeah, I know. Let yeah. Me know. 4K. <laughs> 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 but I no, mean. appreciate you, man. So uh, as you, as you guys know, we do share the same day as uh, uh, Porsche here, as far as uh, the show. So the Shop Podcast a little bit later on, man. But I'm ready to rock and roll up early. Got me some oranges, some orange juice, feeling good. So got a lot of energy. I'm good to go, brother.
0: There you go. Nice, man. Yeah, thanks for coming out. I know uh, for the, our West Coast friends, it is a little early at times. Um, first time guest. Uh, our community obviously knows him well, and it's been uh, it's long overdue for Mr. Uh, Carlo to be on the show. You know him as host of Four Guys with Quarters, one of my favorite content creators around, doing fantastic interviews. Uh, just, I mean, you've been doing it for a long time, but lately, I mean, your, your guest list has been incredible, man. So thanks for coming out. Pleasure to have you.
4: Absolutely. well, thanks for having me. Um, you set the bar for professionalism, I think in the podcast industry and, uh, your website is top-notch. Also, you have Dan the Land down there, who's looking great in OLED. <laughs> That's so. actually better, Dan the Land. I like that.
1: Dan the Land. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think of something like I was going to like OLED and or something, it didn't make sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think lamp
1: would be all right. Well, yeah, you know,
0: guys, it's... thanks for coming out. Uh, I was just joking before we started the show that uh, you know you re- we reach out for guests every week because we're a two person show, and when uh, it's one of those rare occasions where everyone says they can make it. Uh, one week, and you get a fantastic panel like this. So, thank you guys for coming out, man. I'm looking forward to it. So, before we uh, get into topics, we're going to talk about a few things. We got PlayStation State of Play. We got Assassin's Creed Future. We got Nintendo's uh, OLED Switch. We're going to touch on. Uh, uh, we've got to touch on acquisition rumors. We'll do that briefly. A um, couple things to get into, but before we do with that, man, what's everyone been playing? Anyone been playing anything of of interest, of note that uh, you know, surprising, new, different? What
3: do you guys got? Mm, trying to think. What have I been playing? <laughs> uh, anybody, anybody. I've been playing the same stuff that I play every
1: week, except I've added a Plague Tale just to try it out and go back. Oh, the, and uh, the upgrade time. one? Yeah, I figured, man, you know, give it a shot again. It's an amazing game. It looks even better now. Um, it runs great. So I can't complain. Fantastic. Other than that, it's just been same old, same old Hitman, more Scarlet Nexus. I'm I'm pretty sure at the end of that thing, but I I can't make myself finish for some reason. So you know, I I still haven't finished
0: Ratchet and Clank. So Man. Oh wow. I just stopped. I just stopped and I went back to Dark Souls.
1: That's basically what I did. I just stopped and went back (laughs) to like Ghost of Tsushima and Hitman 3 for some (laughs) reason. I have no idea why. (laughs) No idea.
2: Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) Indy, nothing been, good been, on the uh, industry, yeah. I was man. just going to say, um, I've actually I might surprise you here, my friends. I've been All playing right. a little bit of AAA action. Oh, um, tri- no. a's get <laughs> a's get my attention <laughs> when they're worthwhile, my friends. And this <laughs> game is definitely. <laughs> There's a lot of a's out there. I w- I'm not into these days, and we'll be getting into a bit of that kind of realm in a minute, like Ubisoft and stuff. I'm not really into their games that much these days. But the game I have been playing is a game I um, absolutely adored, and that's Doom Eternal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Finished that off last night, actually. So, uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a toughie, the 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 boss, the final boss. So, um, to, I had to come back to that after uh, one other session and come back and then finish him down. <laughs> but yeah, last night I finished the Eternal, absolute blast, uh, total adrenaline rush, uh, all the way through, which I love. You know, it's just um, an amazing, you know, experience. The the way gameplay really pushes you. I love that about the game. You know, you really have to be. Eyes wide, you know, focused on the screen, you know what I mean? Like really yeah. locked into that and, and, yeah, thinking all the time, you know, uh, man- managing your sort of um, ammo, managing your health, managing your, um, your armor and, you know, by using all the different techniques and the uh, mechanics as you will well know i imagine you've all played it but yeah doom eternal amazing doom 2016 was probably one of my favorite um you know big games of the generation so my game of the year 2016 yeah nice nice, that is fantastic yeah I, i when i started playing doom eternal i was a little bit like Ooh, what have they done? They've made it like quite—you know—they've restricted. They wanted—they want you to play in a very specific way, don't they? Like, you know what I mean? It's like you have to do this to get ammo. You have to do this to get yeah. health. There's not much freedom at first. Then I'm—then you get. After I got used to it, I was like, "No, this is amazing. You got—you can't beat the meat hook. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like if I went back to Doom 2016. Now i would be like, "Where's my meat hook? You know, I need that meat hook. It's amazing. Just uh, whipping that out and just dragging yourself in." and, you know, punching them down, basically. But yeah, Doom Eternal, I loved it. And I mean, we've played a couple of others as well, quickly. Um, Minute of Islands which is a really cool kind of like uh, amazing art style, kind of a lot of people compare it to Adventure Time. Uh, beautiful um, sort of story focused game. Um, I streamed it a little little bit ago. Um, it's just a stunning art style um, that, you know, truly like a, a comic book come to life, um, but it's actually got okay. quite a dark theme running through it. Uh, the sort of the visuals are kind of like inviting, but then the t- the actual themes of the game are actually quite dark and, and um, sinister in a way. So I love that juxtaposition between that. Really highly recommend checking out Minute of Islands. It's not the massivest game ever, but it's a short and, you know, rich experience. Hmm. I played the Omno demo as well. Omno is coming out at the end of the month um, yeah. on Game Pass, guys. So I highly recommend checking out omno on the 29th when that releases and hades is always on the go as well but But there we go yeah sorry for the long answer (laughs) no you're
0: fine man i can't wait to get to hades man i I was I still haven't played it and I was tempted to buy it on PC about like four different times. I had my finger on the buy button and I'm like, I'm just gonna wait because I I prefer yeah. not to play on PC. I can, but I just prefer not to. And finally, when sure it got fair. announced for Xbox, I was like, all right, let's go.
2: So yeah, I'm so so pleased to see that everyone's gonna get to enjoy it who just on console because it is really that good. It is an epic game. So yeah, it's fantastic to see it coming to other consoles too. Nice, nice. Carlo, you been playing anything good, man?
4: Yeah, um, I played some Space Jam at Game Pass. I like the throwback <laughs> I really it. That was that free one they threw out, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I like that throwback feel. I really do. Um, and then I've been going back to some Pinball FX3. I love Pinball. Okay. Yeah. And then, nice. you know, I got myself into um, retro games again, playing nice. some uh, Hyperstone Heist, the Genesis Hyper... version. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's not ringing a bell, which is surprising considering (laughs) you said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, for
3: sure. For sure. Okay. Yep.
0: That's awesome,
1: man. Yeah, Yeah, so that's,
4: I mean, that's where I've been spending my time and uh, got myself, I I did get the, I don't know if you guys heard of this, right? But I got myself the Retroid Pocket 2. I had some doubts about it, but um, let me just say, it works great for homebrew. Wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: is that the one where you can play correct me if I'm wrong because I I know there's several out there Um, is that the one where you can play games from multiple different of the old consoles like the 16-bit era or am I thinking of something else
4: yep it's that one yeah it it, it can handle 64-bit okay like I mean it's not perfect some games work great some don't but it also is dual loaded with Android uh, 6.0 you can update to android 8.1 if you wanted to but okay. it's dual loaded so essentially the theory is if you want to you could load game pass to it but uh i haven't tried that
0: <laughs> okay so it's an emulator box with with potential
4: a handheld and it's yeah. like this big
0: yep okay oh, wow. that's cool man that's real cool yeah. well cool guys man um yeah, uh, chat what's going on i want to shout i forgot to shout you out at the beginning good to see everyone i did see uh, shizno said uh, we were talking about doom and he said man he wishes they would give quake that same resurrection and yeah i hope so especially given you know obviously acquisition and funding and all that if we could see quake come back that'd be something special for sure would be pretty sweet yeah all right guys trent reznor has to do the soundtrack though come on <laughs> um, still remember those days <laughs> man all right, let's get into it. We, um, we'll we start with PlayStation state of play. Um, I know it wasn't the biggest state of play. You know, at least they set expectations early that, look, this is not the Horizon, the God of War, the, the gigantic AAAs that people are waiting on. Um, but we got Deathloop, which I'm super excited for because I'm an arcane stan. Um, and then we got uh, several indies as well that uh, that look interesting. So I don't know what if you want to start with kind of your overall thoughts on the show. You know, there's a couple things I highlighted here in our notes around Deathloop um obviously death stranding director's cut so let me run through some of the details here at a high level and then i will kind of go around and get your guys' thoughts on the show so death loop if you didn't know september 14th from arcane uh looks like a cross between you know a couple things right dishonored mixed with uh who knows uh, a bunch of different abilities it's almost got it's like a triple a roguelike in a way um looks really interesting to me Got Sifu, which has gotten a lot of positivity around it. Uh, They showed new footage of that, uh, but they did also announce it has a small delay to early 2022 now. Um, So that is what it is. I don't think anyone's really surprised by delays anymore. Uh, We got Lost Judgment, you know, part of the kind of Yakuza world, if you will. I know Dan is a gigantic fan of, uh, you know, that universe. And uh, the footage looks really good from this, looks exactly like what you would expect. And that's coming September 21st. I think they said for Ultimate Edition. So I think they're doing one of those things where you have to buy the top edition to get early access by a few days. So you might want to double look into that. Got a game called Fist, which is forged in Shadow Torch, uh, which I know drew some uh, attention coming out September 7th. It's like a 2D Action game. And then uh, the other big one, of course, is Death Stranding uh, Director's Cut, um, which, if you weren't aware, is, yes, a new release for PS5, but you can upgrade to it for $10, which I thought is good. We need to see more of that for these next-gen upgrades, in my opinion. So there's several other games that were shown. Uh, like I said, nothing too crazy. You can find a whole summary on the site, as always. But, guys, what were what were your thoughts on kind of this show overall? Did it do anything for you, anything jump out to you? Um, PTK, I'll start with you, man.
3: Okay. Um, well, to, to be fair, first of all, I obviously I I do appreciate the fact that Sony, you know, kind of cleared the air regarding what they were going to show, so they set expectations properly. So obviously, like you know, we walked in knowing that we weren't going to see any God of War, or any more Horizon, anything like that. You know, Gran Turismo. So I I was actually completely fine with what they showed. I know a lot of people felt otherwise, but I I love. So my thing is variety. As I've gotten older, as a as a gamer, I've started to realize I like. It's not necessarily about I I like different types of games. I've opened myself up to playing other things and I like to see other things being shown, you know. So, from what they've shown, uh, Sifu looked amazing. Lost Judgment looked amazing. Fist gave me Bio Mutant vibes. Obviously, it's not 3D, but uh, Fist looked amazing. Um, I I think Mm -hmm. we had seen that before. Hadn't they shown that before? They showed it last year, I think. Yeah. 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 So, Fist actually looked really good. Death Stranding, obviously, I mean, that's a, you know, that's an acquired taste. We'll just leave that there. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) Deathloop Deathloop actually sold me on the game, what they showed. I wasn't sure what type of game it was, but seeing, obviously, I'm a big fan of Arcane as well as, uh, you know, their Dishonored series. So, you know, it's right along that same vein. I like the PVP versus PVE kind of versus PVE, PVP, where you can kind of jump in and out of people's games. Right. It, don't you have like an actual person jumping in your game like randomly to it, try and kill you? I think or? It,
0: you do. Um, I think it can be a AI controlled or human yeah. controlled. And I don't know if they're going to give you that option, you know, in the yeah. mix, but it, it sounds pretty cool in theory.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I I get the other side of the coin too. That could be pretty annoying, I guess. Um, but I, I, I'm sure they'll have to work on the balancing. But the the just the idea that that could happen. Say you're just in the middle of a mission, you're doing, you're going along your way. I'm i I'm the kind of person to f- completely forget that that mechanic is in the game and just you know get destroyed uh, by whoever jumps in it. But all right, um, I'll be I, looking to jump in your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, Ains, Ains like the beast. Don't don't yeah.
2: if hopefully they don't have that in Halo and then Ains jumps into your Halo game. That's <laughs> <laughs> no but
3: but ov- overall just just to give my quick summary here sifu looked amazing i've been i've been on sifu since we first saw it the only thing that i wish they would have showed was more kenna i did i i, oh, I okay i yeah. would have loved because that's actually the the game i'm looking forward to the most on playstation 5 i mean outside of uh horizon i think that's the next big game supposedly coming out it might be this year might not be that uh might yeah. not be this year but um yeah, so K- Kenna oh, would have been... Kenna's in ahead.
2: August. That's coming out. Sorry. Oh, no, no.
3: I, yeah. I'm talking about, uh, he I'm talking Horizon. about Horizon. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry, my friend. No, sorry, you're good. Sorry. You're good. You're good. So, yeah, but if they would have shown Kenna, that would have been cherry on the top. I'd have been completely fine with that. Um, but outside of that, I'm I'm cool with it. The, the, the one of the surprise games was that Midgard game. I don't yeah. know the exact... That game actually looked mm. extremely fun. I've been into these dungeon crawler, Diablo looter... type games i've been on this like wave i'm actually going through game pass looking for like dungeon crawlers like two (laughs) days ago and i'm not really into that genre but for whatever reason um lately i've been i've been loving the grind so that's another game that that looks well thought out i love the combat it looked interesting i mean i love vikings you know who don't love vikings and been able to do (laughs) cool stuff so um i'm really i i I, i'm not gonna grade the show but i it it was a solid show I mean, if I, I don't have a PlayStation 5, to be fair, so it wouldn't have necessarily sold me on a PlayStation 5, but I could be happy about what I've, what I've seen so far.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, and that Trials of Midgard game, um, one, one cool thing about it is it's got two modes, right? It's got, like, that ARPG mode, mm-hmm. and it's got a survival mode, and then it's also up to 10-player co-op. I didn't is, know that. Uh, yeah, which is really cool because, um, you know, you can just get a bunch of friends on it. And to your point about PS5, it felt like this show was really just aimed at PlayStation Right? Yeah. like it, mo- I think nearly all the games they showed, uh, say, for one or two, were really uh, on PS4 and PS5. So,
3: yeah.
0: yeah, pretty cool. Carlo, what'd you think, man?
4: Um, well, you know what? To be honest with you, I kind of, uh, after you put it in the notes, I started watching it because I didn't see it on the uh, actual when it first came out. But I'm kind of impressed with some things in there. Okay. Uh, I'm impressed with Arcade Geddon. Uh, oh, yeah. I kind of like that. That looks... That looks like fun, and I hope that it it lasts. The tribes of Midgard looks really cool. I'm into that. I like that top down kind of stuff. The um, the more footage from Deathloop looked Mm. great, and then the other thing that I'm interested in, uh, very interested in, is the Demon Slayer game.
3: Okay, Uh, I'm really. Oh yeah,
4: yeah. I'm really curious how that's going to play out. and maybe I'm a little impartial to that because my friend um, Jackie Lasher is a voice actress in that. Oh, and great. I kind I kind of want to see what what kind of work she did in that. Um, but I know nothing else about Demon Slayer except except the game. I never seen <laughs> the movies, the anime, whatever it was. It so. is
0: huge. My my 16 year old son and his friends are all about it. Saw the movie. Apparently, it's the biggest grossing movie ever in Korea. When it launched, oh, yeah. uh, or yeah. Japan, or both, or I, one of them.
3: I, I'm not, but, me, me and my family love anime, and it's we, me and my wife sat and watched the entire first season. Obviously, season two is I think n- next year, but um, yeah, it's it's great. You got to if you if you want to get into anime, it's a real easy watch for anime. You don't have to think too much. Okay.
4: Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm actually I had very low expectations for the state of play, rate. Right? Very low. But I am more impressed going back and watching it now, seeing, especially Arcade get in. Like, I didn't think that they would come out with something like that. And now I want to play it. I just want to try it out.
0: (laughs) It's up right now, right? The trial.
4: Yeah, I think think so. I think that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. So I think after the show, that's the first thing I'm going to do.
0: Nice. Yeah, I saw someone on my timeline posting about it this morning saying it's uh, surprisingly fun. And well developed already, despite being kind of a game preview state. So um, it is Ilphonic that developed that. If you're not familiar with Ilphonic, they did uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and oh god, I'm blanking now. It's literally right on the site. Um, but anyway, they they've kind of done those asymmetrical multiplayer games. So uh, they did Predator Hunting Grounds too, which didn't really take off. So it'll be interesting to see if this one, um, you know, if this one does better for them. I hope it does. Obviously. So cool. Let me get these super chats real quick. Uh, Bomber in the house. What's up, man? I know he had to work today. He was actually potentially going to guest today, but had to work. So let's get ready for Halo Infinite Diablo 2 resurrected soon. Thank you, man. Yeah, we played uh, played some Halo last night with a big group of us. So everyone's getting hyped for Infinite. I'd love to see it. And uh, Mo in the house as well, wherever I can find it here. Mo, what's up, man? $5 super chat. Happy Saturday, boys. Cheers to the panel and everyone watching. Welcome to the future, Dan there you go I'm here for it man <laughs> good thanks <laughs> as always mo appreciate it uh dan what do you think man did you did you tune in did you see some stuff you liked here
1: yeah i, I just caught up with it when you sent me the link um okay. and just watched the videos it like death loop i was probably going to get it ready. like i'm not as long as i can turn off that
0: you know, <laughs> yeah you don't TV. i know you don't want to be invaded I have by no desire
1: for some player person to come in and jump in and you know ruin my experience i'm good with that um but i think it's ai maybe maybe yeah um, they said it's both That's no they, they definitely it said it's like a like player an, okay, so yeah. i wonder if you can just yeah if there's a toggle that yeah. will be the first thing i do yeah <laughs> um, so and then uh sifu looks good you know but i like i i was kind of like it, it kind of took it down a notch for me because it looks almost you know I don't know, was a roguelike or road light i don't remember, I always get those confused um but yeah. where like i think i texted you where i said i need to start at like five years old and like it needs to go to like 97 because <laughs> be not, i mean that's how much <laughs> age span i need to probably finish that game you know assuming that there's no difficulty setting but it looks it still looks cool i mean i you know the mechanics and everything look really great um and then the director's cut yeah that's a that's a easy ten dollar purchase and you know i i wish more you know companies would do that where I can just pay the extra 10 bucks yeah and get the you know all the stuff with it, you know not just the regular upgrade but also you know the extra content whatever that turns out to be I think I saw catapult which looks awesome so we'll see how that goes <laughs> everything it else kind of yeah go ahead
0: no I was just gonna say it looked and I don't know you know the game way better than I do but it looked like these are things that Kojima probably wanted to be in at launch Mm-hmm. And just obviously for development time or whatever right. reasons, couldn't, right? So it looks more fully featured now. Because one of the complaints, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that game when it launched, was uh, basically the traversal. Uh, it could be a little cumbersome. Whereas if you look at what he added here, there's like a new bike, there's ramps, there's a catapult. There's all these extra things to kind of help navigate the environment. Yeah.
1: I mean, that was kind of one of the hooks, I think, was you know how cumbersome it was because it was kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, but, so, so basically what you're telling me is like Kojima basically, you know, told Kojima that he couldn't. <laughs> he had a conversation. <laughs> he, had to sit, listen, he had to sit down with him, you know. Listen, but, yeah, he just sits there in a mirror like, we have to cut this.
0: No, I, I can't. You know,
1: just, you know that, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. It's like one of those
0: TikTok videos where people right. film themselves twice. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: They were in like a different shirt or taking glasses <laughs> off or something. Yeah, that's, that's the wrong picture in my head. But yeah, I love that game. It was super great. Uh, so... Like I said, easy purchase, everything else kind of, you know, I'll try it out. Maybe it's one of one of those things. Fist, I'm not a huge side-scroller guy. So, you know, and anything multiplayer can just, you know, go straight to my trash. So, (laughs) but everything else looked, you know, fine. My expectations, I mean, they were so low, I totally forgot it happened. So it's, I, I, I totally missed it. I was like, dang, I totally missed the state of play. But luckily at seasongaming.com it was a nice uh <laughs> <new> <laughs> and, yeah, everything's condensed and you get every all the information right there with links to videos and yeah, even right. a whole <laughs> state of play at the end, man. So Got check to, it out, guys. Keep it
0: simple. Yeah. Um one thing I forgot to mention is uh, Moss too, which is called cool. oh, yeah. PSVR. Because yeah. yep. If you you know if you played PSVR, you know, we, we kinda joke PSVR is not the you know premier VR experience, right? But one of the highlights for me at least in playing it was Moss, the first one. So be cool I, I'm to not see. even
1: Joking, I literally
0: sold mine this week. Oh, really? Because I never played it. <laughs> I <laughs> don't. I haven't touched mine in like two years.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the last thing I did was Squadrons, and I, you know, I pretty much stopped playing that a few months ago. So yeah. now I, I was just like, well, it's just sitting there. Let somebody else, you know, give it a try. So yeah, then yeah. they announced Moss Two. Hopefully, the next you know iteration of their VR comes out yeah. within a year or so. So we'll see what happens.
0: We'll see. Not even joking. My PSVR headset is literally inside of my ottoman over there mm. in front of my tv which i never opened
1: i had like so. an inch of dust on it
0: <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> bad. so bad hey.
1: <clears throat>
0: so indy this seems uh this show seems i saved you for last because this show seemed to be kind of up your alley right you got uh several new well not new but several indie titles to cover what uh what jumped out to you anything in particular
2: um well Without doubt, for me, it's definitely Sifu the wins the show because I've had my eye on that game for a, a little while anyway, and it was just great to see it again. It didn't show that much more. They keep saying they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna dive into the um, the aging aspect at some point. They're gonna go into those details about that. I think people are wondering: is this a roguelike game? Is this not a roguelike game? You know, like Dan was saying, yeah. um, and they keep sort of putting that off a little bit, sort of holding that back. Um, I'm I'm cool if it is a roguelike game, but like people like Dan, he probably put him off, I imagine. So maybe that's why they're avoiding it for the time being. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a
1: little curious on what they're going to do. I, I, I have I'll, a I still play it, but yeah.
0: The, so my perspective yeah. is weird, and I, I they're probably not doing this, but I, what I was thinking, right, because the whole thing is martial artist and maturing, yeah. right, so you're aging. I, my thought was I wonder if as you age – you gain different abilities, which slightly make the game easier because you're dying repeatedly. That's what it said.
1: That's
2: yeah. what oh, I, didn't yeah, that. was, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't literally. That. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. it.
3: Nailed, Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed
2: the concept without <laughs> knowing it.
0: I love Boom. it. Well, i mean i'm just psychic guys yeah what i do um
2: yeah you'll be getting used to that concept when you're playing hades if you haven't played many roguelikes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's basically what you do but the, the, sorry to submit that sounds belittling uh, but yeah you nailed it brother
0: <laughs> but so yeah, what, what's the, to the, stop you though if, if it's if it's a mechanic yeah. like where you age as you die and mm-hmm. that strengthens you or does whatever right makes you better somehow what's to stop someone from just dying on purpose 30 times and you like know, going uh, straight to 95 years old yeah and right just, just go straight to the max you know, you yeah
2: well, so what it is is like in the usual vogue like you would you would you would go along it on the run and then you would get power-ups along the way effectively so yeah. you get a currency along the way that you'd earn like, that's what Hades is, is you get the currency yeah. and then you take it back to the base and then you can buy these other power-ups which are last longer there's different different kinds of ups which last on that particular run and then run out when you die and there's also ones where you can upgrade for a longer long that basically last stays with you forever for that power up but yeah so that is the thing i'm trying to wonder because like in the trailer you die it goes up a few years in his age but the way they've sort of pieced together that trailer it looks like you um know i don't know if that's how it's actually gonna look in the game you die and then you get up again kind of thing whether there's going to be you die you go back to your training room and then you upgrade in the training room and then you go out again you know what i mean or whether it's actually going to be you die get up again and you're a few years older so like because if you go back to the training room there might be some upgrading thing because i do think the game really is paying a lot of attention to um you know authentic martial arts experience i think um the game they did um last time was absolve that was a, a um, martial arts game as well i think they're very much into that um i feel like uh you know you're, you're becoming you is, they're actually they've actually said pac may as as a, they've gone very specific on the uh, type of kung fu that you're using so they obviously know what they're talking about um and that you know they've designed it around yeah. that i love the love the combat in the game it feels you know it feels very explosive you know what i mean it's got like a, a nice feel to it in that way um, but yeah, really excited for Sifu. But yeah, like I say, I feel I feel like they're doing a very authentic experience where you become the grand master, if you see what I mean. Um, you know, like that there is respect to elders in in martial arts and stuff like that. And you know, I think I think it's a really nice way they're doing the game. The, the gameplay looks like a blast, in my opinion. Definitely really excited for it. That that definitely stole the show for me. But it didn't really add anything that new. Like I said, right. I've been waiting to find out. <laughs> you know, some yes. new info on on that to find out what the game is going to be but yeah, yeah Steve, like here's sorry Steve's go ahead comment. my friend no you're sorry yeah, my fault
0: he said uh you age and then collect social security to hire folks wow. <laughs> yes, that's, a, that's
2: one way of doing it <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful sorry i didn't mean yeah, to interrupt you i just uh, no problem at, at all comment. my friend I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really interested in Sifu. I'm sold on that. I mean, the, the thing about these PlayStation, State of Plays, I don't have a PlayStation, but I have a PC and I play on PC mostly. So yeah. I'm looking out for games which are on PC, which a lot of these ones are. And the funny sure. thing is as well, a lot of these, um, like Sifu is, Kina is, uh, you know, Stray is, that was one, you know, that I potentially could have popped up, Stray, which with the, the cat and the sort of like stealth and the cyberpunk world. I don't know if you've seen that game um that is a looking fantastic that game uh but the annapurna interactive have a showcase at the end of the month so i do believe that is why we didn't see solar ash the uh, the other day uh and also stray which are both annapurna games i think Mm -hmm. they'll be on the 29th being shown off um because they have a really cool showcase coming up but yeah like i mean as a whole i wasn't that much in love with this one but you know um it's not but not because you know I love that I'd love to see the indie stuff that's what I'm all about but it just kind of the, the ones in there wasn't kind of um you know, yeah they they were good i mean fist looks really good i really enjoy what that looks like nothing quite that new for me i wasn't really that into um is it Jet or something? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That one, in in my opinion, if you enjoy uh, Outer Outer Wilds, I think that's going to be for you, okay. for definitely. It looked like um, an
0: indie uh, No Man's Sky almost
2: a little also, bit. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Exactly same sort of rain rainer for that. Yeah, definitely great shout. Um, but yeah, for me, it's kind of like. You know, there's things like Season and little A Little Devil Inside, which um, PlayStation have shown off before. And uh, maybe that would have been cool to have seen those pop up again because those ones look fantastic. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about showing off, uh, you know, stuff that hasn't been shown so much and getting those out there to the people. Um and yeah but i guess a lot of people are wondering when's this when's the big sony showcase as well that's the other <laughs> yeah. thing it's not yep. a problem for me really i'm not really that worried but you know a lot of people are uh, who love their bigger games and they want to see the big show kind of thing i wonder when that might be it surely can't they've surely got to do something soon but <laughs>
0: yeah especially i mean i i have to wonder we talk about horizon a lot i know PTK, you just mentioned it is yeah. uh, you know there's still speculation if that's it's supposed to be 2021 and yeah. You know, time time's ticking. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if yeah, that game's that's some, truly coming out this year, then yeah, there's
3: some things that they haven't checked off. That the expansion, they still haven't talked about that. That that whole SS, you know, the, the expansion there, they haven't talked about oh, a the memory expansion yeah, yeah, the memory expansion that's still under the rug. Um, I, so yeah, I, I'm we. I think we're just used to a particular Sony because Sony normally they respond. This is that they respond in some way to what Xbox does and. To see this delay mm. is a bit odd, you know, from Sony. But, you know, who, who knows? I, I am expecting some kind of show, though. I don't know about you, Ains.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I am, too. I think uh, I think before September, right, in the next, what, six weeks, I, I have yeah. to imagine we get a bigger show that's going to showcase the fall. Um, rumors have been going for a long time now about Bloodborne um, coming back in, like, a remastered form for PC and PS5, and those are heating up again uh, with a supposed late this year, early next year release. So, uh, you know, they've got God of War to show something from. All we've seen is a logo, right? Yeah. So we've got to see God of War Horizon. We've got to get a release date for if Bloodborne's actually coming. Let's, fingers crossed, please, please, please. Um, you know, we need to see that. And I'm sure they've got some other things we're, we're unaware of as well. So <laughs> Palmer said director's got, Bloodborne Directors has got, you know, the new, <laughs> the, new the new hotness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I thought the show was okay. Um, again, I think like many of you, I didn't have huge expectations for this. I'm, I like when they set the tone before the show. So you know what to expect, right? You didn't go into this show expecting these huge things. It's like, all right, I'm going to get Deathloop and I'm going to get some Indies. That's fine. Then I know what to expect and that's what we got. So, um, yeah, I thought it was fine. Uh, I am pumped about Deathloop. I love arcane games. Love them, love them, love them. So I'm really pumped about it. Can't wait for that. Um, so September fourteenth, God, it, you know we've been talking about September and October games as if they're like so far away. It's the middle of July already. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's not it's not long. So close. So anyway, all right, guys, let's uh, let's jump over to Assassin's Creed. Um, I don't know about the three of you. So Dan is a big Assassin's Creed fan. Uh, more of the older ones. Um, I only got into them more recently. Moe's in the chat. I'm going to have to mute him because he'll probably start ranting. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Ubisoft came out this week. This kind of broke uh, that they're working on this thing called Assassin's Creed Infinity, which uh, wild speculation kind of r- ran rampant um, immediately, uh, thanks to uh, good old Schreier over at Bloomberg. And then other sites ran with it about being fully live service. And all this stuff. So kind of did some digging on this a little bit. And I I don't think I think some people's expectation or understanding was a little off on this. So here's what they're actually doing, because they came out and commented directly. Ubisoft did. And they published a statement about this. So it's going to be for all future uh, Assassin's Creed games. If you weren't aware, they previously had Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft or yeah, Quebec working kind of in parallel on different titles. That's why we saw like a new Assassin's Creed game every other year, whereas they were in development for you know three or four years. Um, What they're essentially doing is looking to build Infinity as an Assassin's Creed platform for the future. Funny enough, very similar to what we've heard out of 343 Industries on Halo, with Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite's gonna be the platform for Halo going forward, right? And they'll add stories into that platform. Sounds like what they're going to do with Assassin's Creed. The the positive thing here, which, if you read this properly into their uh, press release, is that they're basically bringing all these teams together. So whereas you had these separate development teams working on separate Assassin's Creed games previously, now they're going to have just an Assassin's Creed studio, basically, for Ubisoft. Uh, Mark Alexis Cote, I believe that's pronounced, Um, he has a long history with the series of leading directing games, including Brotherhood, Syndicate, and Odyssey. He's heading up this new kind of formed group. There's some other long running Assassin's Creed developers, 10 plus years each, uh, producers and et cetera, directors. that are gonna be leading this up. And then here's the statement that they, uh, part of the statement that they released on it. I put it in our notes. So they said, rather than continuing to pass the baton from game to game, we profoundly believe that this is an opportunity for one of Ubisoft's most beloved franchises to evolve in a more integrated and collaborative manner that's less centered on studios and more focused on talent and leadership no matter where they are. As you can imagine, this partially rose from the pandemic and everyone working remotely. Um, Assassin's Creed has always been developed by multicultural teams, various backgrounds, perspectives that have influenced the depiction of its characters, location, cultures, blah, blah, blah. Uh, We know there's always room for improvement. We believe this new structure allows us to ensure that diversity and representation within our teams continues to grow and match that of our players. So what they kind of essentially and there's more to it. But what they essentially said is, you know, they've had to learn how to work together remotely. And that gave them the perfect timing and opportunity to bring these groups together and just focus on Assassin's Creed as a franchise singular going forward. So we don't know what this is going to produce. Um, I don't know what Infinity looks like at the end of the day. There's, you know, we can speculate all day on it. Um, live service always scares the hell out of people, <laughs> for for good reasons. But, um, you know, where are you guys at on this? I mean, have you liked these these more modern Assassin's Creed and Odyssey, Valhalla, and um, Origins, or you know, do you prefer the old ones? Are you kind of excited by the potential of a, a large scale development team developing one Assassin's Creed story at a time? Or does this kind of scare you in the way they're approaching this? Um, So Dan, I'll start with you, man.
1: I mean, it's Ubisoft. You know, I mean, I'm not sure how much I trust them doing this. I mean, it's the same guys that gave us, you know, $10 XP bonuses, you know, to to further (laughs) your progress in these games. So, I mean, yeah, live service scares me a little bit, but they need to get back to what made, you know, these games great initially, you know, strong characters and, and build on those characters and then you can do it over multiple games. You don't have to keep jumping back and forth into different people, you know, I mean, essentially those last three games, Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, you know, were all, uh, I can't remember her name in the real world, whatever her name was. Uh, that, that was her kind of story, right? Like before it was Desmond's story, you know, and, and I, I don't, I, but nobody really cares about that as much, you know, as, you know, the investment into these characters, you know, like, like, uh like Altair. And, and it, it's just, I'm, I'm worried. I'm a little bit worried because this is one of my favorite franchises of all time. I love the Ezio stuff. It's obviously my favorite stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, we had three games there where we got to kind of grow with him from that rambunctious you right. know, youth person to this, you know, very knowledgeable head of this, you know, brotherhood. So Mm. now it's kind of, it's jumping so much that, you know, while these games are, you know, three times as long, you know, as those old games, you know, you're still not getting that connection. You know, they can sit, they can go in, they can change the mechanics on how they do the RPG part, which is fine. Um, It's just, it's not very meaningful. It just seems like change for the sake of change. You know, so it's really going to start there, you know? So if, if they can kind of focus on that and bring, you know, one set of solid mechanics, if you want to do RPG, action RPG or whatever it is, you know, do that. Don't continue to, you know, throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks, which is what they've done with the last three games, I feel like. Not that they weren't good games, they just, they, they felt disconnected, you know? And, and hopefully bringing these two studios together and and maybe making a more cohesive you know experience it, it, that's basically what i'm hoping for i don't know how hopeful i am like as far as like what are the percentages of this actually working you know but I, i've said for a long time you know we've talked about like sports games and i think that you know, live service sports games would work great except that yeah. these companies are too greedy and they need that extra money yeah. you know like yeah. madden can just be upgraded i think like over and over again Same yep. with FIFA mm-hmm. and stuff that's like that true. and and just and have season pass you can do it with those kind of games assassin's creed you know if when you said it in halo that's exactly what i thought about when i when i first saw it it's like okay this seems like i mean almost down to the literal you know name of the game right <laughs> you know <laughs> they, <laughs> like, they weren't very creative right no, no they did not stretch it out very much but you know i was just like okay so we'll see how they do it, you know, and, and if it works great, you know, if not, then maybe you try something new. Like my other fear is that maybe they do this, they start doing this with like the far cry games, you know, or, or something to that effect where they can, they can do it in several other franchises if they wanted to, you know, we'll see what happens, you know, I'm not holding my breath, you know, but maybe, maybe it works.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And I think there's a there's a lot of chat going on on this. Um, uh, Mo did point out that uh, Clint Hawking is involved as well. He's being pulled over. Clint Hawking is another long term director and actually directed uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, so he's being pulled over to help with it as well. There's a couple other things like Mo says, uh, you know, smaller, more focused entries into this platform is much welcome change. I'm curious to see what they do with it. So I think yeah. that's exactly what you were getting at, Dan, as well. Right. Is a, right. a tighter experience, I guess, would be a good way to say it. Right. I saw um, a
1: chart this week that basically showed like the amount of hours that you needed to invest in these games for like, you know, either just doing the main story completion. It's, it's, it's I think like Brotherhood was like 40 something hours for the complete experience, whereas Valhalla was like 130 something, you know, to get everything. Valhalla and that's probably is been massive. Been, it's yeah. so huge. Yeah. I mean, and and but but those games, like I said, they were they were more focused and they were more character based, I think. Yeah. than these new ones you know and you can do both you, you know. can. they're not they're not mutually exclusive you can do both of those things where you have a good character uh and and you actually are invested into that character instead of it being ripped away from you you know for the next game to just go to a different setting just yeah. to try something new
0: I think yeah, that's so. uh I think that's what shizuna is getting at here. I would like to have modern day hub with an animus, and then each expansion or kind of new entry is a new character in time, and bring the assassins and Templar battles. So
1: yeah, they could do something like that too. That yeah, would work.
0: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and you know that would also give you the opportunity to tie those things together. To your point too, right? Right. Um, yeah. So it doesn't feel standalone. Uh, let me get the super chat real quick from Fatboy Har. Always a. Always a big supporter. Thank you. And Dan will give all further ACs a 7. He has
1: until to. They, they, yeah. Until they no. change their damn, you know, mechanic or whatever. Until they change their either... Just do something. You know? Just something. Like, hey. <laughs> <Do> something. <laughs> I want to give you the Odyssey, except this time it's going to be blue and set for red. And uh-huh. also, you know, we're going to change the RPG mechanics and make a stupid skill tree. But, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. It, it still was a good game. And I still... You know enjoyed you know playing as Avor is just dang man yeah this this yeah. is hopefully that that kick in the ass that they need we'll see yeah. what
0: happens we'll see so thank you fab we always appreciate it man guys I don't know who wants to go first on here any of you I don't know like I said how how well invested you guys are into Assassin's Creed or were your thoughts here anyone any of you guys kind of really invested into it or love it I am obsessed with Assassin's Creed oh let's hear it
3: oh, so- oh, Farla,
0: what do you think
4: I mean, okay, so I'm with Dan. I like the older stuff too, but the new stuff has grown on me a lot. I I love the fact that, you know, the worlds are expansive and the mechanics are changing a little bit differently. And You can just, I mean, cruise the world and see so much stuff. You know, it's not like a path anymore where you're in this little area or you can only explore so much of the world. I just like the fact that it's so expansive. And I think that with the live version of Assassin's Creed, I think that we're going to get choices to be different characters in the game. I think they're going to give us choices. Maybe when we start out who we can be, I think there's going to be opportunity for, you know, um, PVP, PVE. And I just, I can only imagine how much more content they can continuously add of, you know the assassins versus the templars and and all of that and and see how the templars really i mean really formed themselves and became this uh, world order and i really think it's going to go into all this kind of stuff and we're going to see the templar templars like the illuminati and things like that and i just i'm really excited for this man i think there's a lot of potential here there's a lot of great things they can do and as i don't want them to create a generic character that everybody starts out with, right? I want everybody to have kind of like their own choice, their own way to expand into the universe. Kind of like I know that ESO might be a bad example for most people because it's a some people like it, some people don't. But I would like kind of like, you know, an area like that where we could start you could be maybe a female assassin in this time or a male assassin in this time or maybe hey, maybe be even a templar in this time. You know, mm-hmm. trying to create law and order because there's too much chaos. I just there's a lot of potential here, and maybe I'm getting my hopes up too much. And maybe Dan's looking at me with the evil eye over there, <laughs> drinking his.
2: This uh, <laughs> Dr. <Pepper laughs> is guilty. what I'm.
4: This is what I'm thinking, Ains. I think that this is. I think this is that potential. And I, I and I asked a non insider who has no insight into this. I said, would, would people be able to kill each other? And he said, yes, I can't talk about it. So, you know, I mean, maybe there just could be a lot of fun in that. I mean, there really could be, you know, maybe you and Dan start playing. Dan's a Templar. He, You know, he looks like he could cause Law and Order, and he calls some <laughs> Chaos Ains and he comes after you. I mean, it would be it, it's it's a great idea for them to try something new and expand. And if it fails... Go back to the old formula, you know, start over. But I hope it doesn't fail. I hope this is something that that I can continuously play over and over and over and over and over and over and none. This becomes my main game of choice. I mean, some people get hooked on games like Destiny as a service, and I yeah. would love for this to be my destiny and oh. the Destiny killer. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. That doesn't
3: a killer word. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah,
0: yeah. I've yeah, thrown that just, out
4: there. We just, just got, got downloads. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um,
0: you, you raised some interesting points, Carla, that I hadn't really considered. I think what I was envisioning was a hub where they still release these uh, singular single-player experiences, which they could do. Um, but you raised some good points around if you're going to build a platform and really look to expand in what Assassin's Creed can be um yeah you're talking about customizable uh you know basically character creation which uh you know you haven't necessarily seen and you're talking about uh, other online elements as well it's all a possibility 100 i think that'd be really interesting that's a that's a tough thing to get right um and again you would uh yeah i, I think the I think that could be successful, just my opinion. The thing I hear most from people like Dan and Mo and others who really invested in those older Assassin's Creed stories is really in the investment in the characters and the story. And that the new ones haven't felt as, while they're much bigger and there's a lot more to do, it hasn't felt as intimate or meaningful from a story perspective as the old ones. And tying together online elements, character creation, and broader broader world things while keeping an intimate story, is it's not easy for developers to do, but... I would certainly wish them all the best if they could pull it off.
1: Yeah. yeah. Good luck, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn little faith. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why yeah, these guys get paid the big money. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's, if it's,
1: it's going to be like destiny where, I mean, yeah, that's, you can see like Destiny's a humongous cash cow, you know, like games yes. like that or, you know, ESO or wow or anything like that. You know, it's all going to be, you know, and that's what Ubisoft does. They love the money. I mean, they don't charge you for this craziness you know, if, if, if they didn't. So, I mean, you can go into the store right now and you can go five oh, can bucks and get a Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: But let's be fair though. They, they do a pretty good job of not making those things necessary.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. They, they just put it in there. Yeah. It's, it's mostly cosmetic. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, the swords obviously have stats, but they, they're leveled to wherever you're at at the time. If you purchase one or whatever, it, it's, you know, like, when I when I played the Ireland DLC, it was basically there was like there were some cool mechanics that they added into there. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like if they did that where they kind of brought in these different systems and stuff, I'm all for it. Like, you know, that 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 and, and the character creation, I never thought about that either. That's actually would be pretty cool, assuming they can pull that off yeah. and then make, you know, you can satisfy, like I said, both sides where you can have these new experiences, these co-op experiences, but also have a meaningful story, you know, based around your character, even more so because it's more personal to you because you've created this character and you you you've you know gone through all that trouble. So right. it's it's got potential. You know, I don't know if Ubisoft's ever done anything like this, you know, to this, you know, whatever extent that they're doing, because I'm not even sure yet. But it's not we'll that see. I can think of. Yeah. Not that I can think of. I yeah, mean the closest no. thing I can think of is like Rainbow Six and maybe for Honor, but I mean, those are really,
0: mm.
3: yeah, yeah, they're not really not nothing long. this,
1: you know, grandiose. I guess.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, PTK, where are you at, man? You you get into <laughs> Assassin's
3: Creed at all? You got thoughts <laughs> so, on this? I'm not as invested as Dan. To be fair, okay, not many people are. <laughs> 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 no, but but no, I like the ESO comparison. Now, I'm 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 completely okay with this. I don't, I don't have an issue with this. Um, Like I said, I'm not as invested as Dan, but I do like the idea of, you know, the, the character creator being able to do something that's a little bit more personal. So my, my thing is, guys, I, I understand being a fan of the older games, but there was a point in time, there was a period of time right before the last generation started where people generally were completely down on Assassin's Creed, where everybody felt like we just got the same game over and over and over and over again. And they we begged Ubisoft to do something different, and that's when you got Origins. So, I don't know, like, I, I that's what I remember.
1: No, you're right. And then, yeah, but the problem was after that, Odyssey and then Valhalla uh-huh. basically the same, the same, the same, same. No, exactly. no, they, they, trap, I get right? no, yeah, they man, I get you. <laughs> yeah. they, they changed like the yeah. RPG mechanics a little bit, you know, just to say they changed stuff. Yeah, but those were basically like a, a three game that trilogy a yeah. lot of people look at, and I think you know, like going back to like Assassin's Creed 3, which I, I want to like boot out of the series forever I <laughs> like I couldn't Like that game, you know, hmm. when, when, they, when they did that, I was just like, why did they change all the core mechanics of like, the, the fighting was so fluid, the, the assassinate, everything was so, worked so well. And then all of a sudden I'm using different buttons to attack, I'm, I'm like, what is happening? I was doing like that. like that, that, that Assassin's Creed 3 kind of threw me for a loop. But yeah. like I said, I did enjoy mm. Origins Odyssey.
3: Yeah, and Bahala It's just there isn't a whole lot of I moving also, forward. I also agree with you, Dan, on the point that you can do both. Both are possible. And I know Absolutely. you were talking about comparing another Ubisoft game. I think we're forgetting about the Division. Yeah. Um, as big as that is, yeah, Division Two, fair. they're I doing don't know Homeland. I that. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know Homeland is <laughs> Homeland <laughs> is the yeah, same but... thing. They're doing a live service division. It's called Homeland. So Heartland. I think, mm-hmm. Heartland. 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 Yeah. Homeland. Yeah. Heartland. I'm sorry. So it's, it's essentially <laughs> the same thing. So um, yep. and I think that game is just as big, if not bigger than Assassin's Creed now. Um, so it's. I i'm 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 all for it. We'll see how they pull this live service stuff off. Um now we can we fully trust Ubisoft? I think that still remains to be seen. <laughs> um, but but I think we do to give them a shot. We gotta allow these companies to evolve to do something a little bit different. That's fair, you know. Um, we don't know a whole lot about it, and I am I am a lot excited. Uh, as clown said earlier, he brought a lot a lot of great points that I hadn't even considered um just regarding where the franchise could potentially go. But I'm I'm up for it, man. So We'll see what they do. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really have much of a problem, man. I, I'm, I'm excited.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I can't believe I forgot about Division. I've got, like, hundreds of hours into it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, play,
3: <laughs> I play way too much of that game. Shout out to Fuzzy, man. Me and Fuzzy, that's my road dog.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, Fuzzy's birthday this week, wasn't it? Yeah,
3: Happy, yesterday. Ha- shout out. Happy birthday. There you go.
0: Happy birthday, Fuzzy. Happy um, birthday. So, Indy, we've got AAA, we've got Ubisoft, we've got live service, man. This has you written all over it.
2: The funny funny thing is, my friend, um, there was a time when I was um, so in love with Assassin's Creed. You know, uh, I've got... I've got you know not quite like your collection of um, figures and statues, but I've got a, a few of the old Assassin's Creed ones you know, knocking around. Nothing as elaborate as your gold plate <laughs> collection, eh? <laughs> but, you know, the, the ones from back in the day. But yeah, I just um, I loved Assassin's Creed so much. So loved, as in the um, past tense. But uh, yeah, it did get a little bit. Um, I did go. I did play Origins, and I I wasn't really digging it too much. I felt it was a bit you know lost, and there was a, the soul was the soul of the game had sort of disappeared there was um you know with, with the back in the day when it was Ezio. that like you said earlier he, he is an amazing character and he was properly built up like you said um, you know you got you grew to grow affectionate for him and you know his story and everything and really see him grow and uh, the emotional connection was there which is always important in my opinion with characters um, so yeah really, I really um, enjoyed the older games um, the Ezio At- so At- so games the best for me as I say I enjoyed the first one I enjoyed like the Ezio At- so st- uh, stuff most but then when it came to Origins I sort of fell off there and I feel like they're just cookie-cutting it again. I definitely agree with uh, PTK when he said they did take a regroup, because um, I remember that as well. But they've definitely fallen back into their old ways, and now they're back in that loop of um, cookie-cutting out, so uh, you know, from Origins to Odyssey, you know, to Valhalla, basically. Um, so um, in that sense, it is cool to see them taking a big um, stand and doing something very different. Uh, it's quite a... a a tricky one because so many people are like, "Oh no, uh, like life service and all this sort of stuff." Oh no, I, I don't, no, I'm not sure if I'm I'm up for that. That's weird for Assassin's Creed. I want my concise sort of like story driven um, experience and all that. But you know, it can work for it. Um, but it's just, I guess, people associate it with things like Fortnite. But obviously, there are bigger games that it works for better, like you know, Destiny maybe, you know, and stuff like that. Like you guys have mentioned. But yeah, I just think it is good to see them taking, you know a stand i suppose and um it's just a worry though because you bring too many you bring in amazing people together which is fantastic but again there is that that worry again that it's going to be a diluted down kind of ex uh you know sort of experience because there's too many people pulling in different directions in the team um are we going to get like are we going to get something that is a true vision you know what i mean where, where it's a, a story with a character you're going to you know you're gonna actually love and be really invested in and um you know that that's what i want from an assassin's Creed. i know it sounds bad to just be like i want it to go back but i i really do i want it to be like, like moving forward but also i want i want the emotional connection to the story i want you know great combat and stuff like that too but yeah i, I just feel like they are um they're building something to be able to make money off it away i'm sorry to say it but it's what i feel
0: Sorry, I'm typing with chat here. All kinds of stuff oh, breaking so, out. I, <laughs> yeah, and no at all, I, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And I think that's what most of the people, like I said, that I, I've talked to that wanted to go back are exactly that, uh, you know, identifying with characters and having emotional stories. And I think, as Dan said, I think you can do both. It's just a challenge. Um, yeah. But I think, as we've all kind of said, you know, let's see if they're up for it. Um, if you have a hub like that, there's no reason, theoretically why you can't deliver both of what carlo is alluding to with a broader yep. create your character kind of living world experience while also delivering 10 hour 15 hour story driven meaningful things it's just it's hard to pull off um, it is so, it's,
2: it's pulling in two different directions isn't it, it? Is. so like how do you yeah. meet in the in the middle when you go and do what different ways sort of
0: thing. yeah but i <laughs> you know as, I, as you guys were talking and i was thinking about this more broadly and thinking about what they've said about infinite which halo infinite which i You guys know me well enough. I've paid every detail, you know, on.
2: (laughs) Um, It
0: feels like there's very similar comments here. And I could see these bigger studios who have the the resources and the funding and the time to be able to pull this stuff off like Destiny, right? Where you do, you kind of have your central hub. You allow people to create whatever their avatar, whatever in the universe and invest in that character in the long term but simultaneously or in parallel create meaningful stories and just add to that over time. Continually. It feels like that's where the future of some of these big franchises is going right in front of us as we're talking about it, because it just, it feels like that tackles two things, right? The, the Mm -hmm. two things we hear all the time are exactly that is you want meaningful single player experiences. How much have we heard that over the past five, 10 years? (laughs) Um, As well as you want the, the, industry has moved to these games like destiny like division like many others we could name where people do log in every day or every other day and they feel invested in their character and this long-running community right so of course Mm -hmm. these big studios who are investing hundreds of millions or even over years billions into this um see potential there because if you can do both you can satisfy not only a broad set of gamers but there's recurring revenue to dance point just nonstop. That's what destiny yep. is. That's what the vision is. It's not, it's recurring revenue. And we go back to joking about like, uh, Xbox and PlayStation, them wanting you to play in their garden, right? In their ecosystem. All this is, is a microcosm of that. It's a, it's a game ecosystem rather than a platform ecosystem. So yeah, I, yeah. I think a lot of good points made by you guys. And <laughs> I think I could see a, a future where we kind of get all of the above or attempt to get all of the above to try and satisfy all that pace. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll see so. what happens, man. That's, that's yeah, that, <laughs> I, I mean, there's plenty of live service games out there, you know, and I think yeah, yeah. They've, they've seen their the success that some of them have had, and, you know, probably just running with it. I mean, yeah, I yeah, can't blame I, them as a business. I totally get it. Yep.
4: yep. And, you know, I mean, just with this idea of this whole universe of Assassin's Creed, right? I mean, they could add on expansions kind of like ESO does in the future doesn't have to be right away it could be in the future and how would you you know mix different time portions of assassin's creed and the templars i mean what does wow do and and what does eso do portals you know they could just portal you to a different area of the game and it'll be like a different time zone and you're working on that mission
0: yeah yeah, yeah. fair enough a lot
2: yeah of ideas, the animus is a good base for all of that yeah. stuff in a way you literally have the foundation <laughs> right it's yeah. literally it isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah 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 good to see everyone guys In chat. keema Toolman, kev what's going on guys thanks for coming out um the last point I was gonna make on this and Dan and I joked about this in DM prior to the show is you know we w- many of us are so attached to specific franchises be it Assassin's Creed be it halo be it whatever you're attached to Destiny um, It feels like the game industry, this is just my own thought, but it's expanding so rapidly and there's so many new studios and so many new developers and so many new IPs coming that this may sound really weird, um, but I think we're going to come to a time where, uh, (laughs) like we were joking about Nintendo, which we're going to get to, where your nostalgia for a specific franchise may become less meaningful. Um, because there's always going to be so many different new experiences that you can jump in. That Whereas before, it was like if the new Halo game didn't hit for me, I was distraught for like a year or two, right, <laughs> looking for something <laughs> else to play. Whereas yeah. in the future, it's just like, okay, this game released this week. Uh, it's not what I wanted it to be. That's fine. There's eight games releasing next week. You know what I mean? There's just there's so a, much as well. yeah. Yeah, to keep yeah. up with, and it's just yeah. getting bigger, and it's going to continue to get bigger um yeah. i just I, f- I see a future where you know we may get hyped over a game and when it doesn't land it'll be disappointing but it'll be like no big deal because there's 80 other games i could play right now um that'll satisfy that itch i just i yeah. see us getting there yeah
2: it, it makes the quality so it's just going but it makes the quality better as well because people are going to strive for real quality aren't they as well they say quality you will rise to the top if you see what i mean yes. otherwise you're going to get lost so that is a great thing in a way
0: Yeah, cream to the top, as they say, right? Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, good conversation, guys. Uh, Yeah, that was we stayed on that longer than I thought. And Carlo, man, uh, definitely some points on Assassin's Creed in terms of the dynamics I hadn't considered, which I think is good. So, um, all right, guys, we got to do it. I I really don't want to do it, but we got to talk about Nintendo's new Switch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hope you guys are more positive than me. So if you, if you haven't caught up with the news yet, um, and I think everyone has in this regard anyway, so a new Nintendo switch coming October 8th, uh, with Metroid dread, same release day If I've got that correct, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, this is the OLED model that was rumored except for it's not a pro model. Like we talked about that was going to be this kind of 4k with a new CPU and GPU. So what it is, is it's, um, it's a new screen. Basically it's seven inch screen instead of 6.2. Uh, it's an OLED screen, but it is a seven twenty P screen still meaning this, you know, just cause it says OLED doesn't make it honestly anything too special. There's varying degrees of quality when it comes to OLED. Um, it's upgraded from 32 gigabyte to 64 gigabyte internal storage. Um, yes, it has a LAN port. You're in luck. <laughs> I don't, if you want to connect to Nintendo online, I don't know why. Um, it has an adjustable stand and it has better speakers. So it's going to retail for $350. Like I said, launches on October 8th comes in white and it comes in the red blue combo that we saw with the switch at launch as well. Um, all of the existing joy cons peripherals, everything they said will work. It's interchangeable. So um, guys, I, I, I don't want to rant on this. Um, so I'm going to try <laughs> not to, but I think that, I've said before, uh, this is not what I wanted out of a new Switch, personally, for me. Um, I would hope that they still have a Pro or an Advanced Switch coming. Honestly, it won't shock me if they don't, because I don't know if Nintendo feels they need to. Um, As we know, the Switch is already continuing to be just selling like crazy. This is only going to up that even further. It's the perfect thing for new Switch buyers, as well as those hardcore guys that just want to upgrade and play their Switch all the time. Um, The fact that it doesn't have a new CPU or GPU in 2021, when we're talking about hardware, keep in mind that is less powerful than a launch Xbox One from 2013, um, just baffles me. And the fact that we're also seeing a $350 price tag on a console that's been out, by the time this will release, it'll have been out four and a half years. Remember, it launched in March of 2017 and still does not have a price reduction. Wow. Um, so and again <laughs> i get nintendo why do a price reduction when you sell them all anyway i i get it from a business perspective it's not that i don't understand but i just i don't know guys I, someone can can correct me if this if they're enjoying the look of this or if, you know they really like what Nintendo's doing but, but you you just tear head I, off <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just don't know what's going on here i, I just like nintendo just is not innovating in any way um, that it's just so disappointing as a long-term fan. So disappointing. Um, Someone I've said many, many times, we grew up in Nintendo, all of us seasoned gamers, right? We grew up in Nintendo, loved them, adored them. We lived through generations like the NES and the SNES. And, you know, those classics, Nintendo 64, where they really kind of push boundaries. And at least their consoles were on par with competitors in doing things in that space. Um, this, this just isn't it, and I can't believe we're going to be going into 2022 with a Switch that has hardware from 10 years prior for $300 and doesn't allow the developers of games like um, Zelda and Metroid Prime 4 and all these to really push boundaries. You know, they're very, very limited in what they can do with these experiences, so again, I'm already going on too long that I wanted to, so guys... Someone someone say something positive. Dandeland. Dandeland. Dandeland.
1: Go buy a like a new or refurbished like Galaxy Note 9. All right. Get yourself like some kind of Bluetooth controller and or some kind of thing to plug That's into it. it. 400 bucks. Done. You want to play those games? Get a damn emulator because most of the games are Wii U games anyway. So it's going to be fun. It's, it's yeah. really
0: hey, four K.
1: <laughs> it's sixty frames. You know, and now those games won't run at that high. But guess what? You can also play Xbox Game Pass. You can throw that on there. Get yourself a key sheet. plug it in. You're good to go. There's so many other options out there, and and Nintendo likes to just continue to slide it in, and not even. Give us any help with it. It just drives me crazy. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that it's still 720. I mean, my my I have a note now. is like a three or four-year-old phone. It's got an OLED screen or AMOLED screen.
0: AMOLED,
1: yeah. yeah. And and it's it's better than it's the 4K. switch. Okay. You, you, you can record videos too. He's like, if you want to record a bit, there's so much more you can do with this phone. So then a, a switch, a new switch. It's got a hundred and twenty-eight, you know internal storage 120 gigabytes it's every way better you don't need a LAN port on it you've got different ways to connect it's got great speakers or you use your own i mean there's literally no downside to doing that route instead of giving nintendo more money for a half-assed upgrade that i mean i i was i laughed when they announced this it's just it blows my mind like oled is that that hot you know triggering capitalizing
0: word. on the term. hundred percent of it. Yeah. it is.
1: So it, it's it, it, like, well, I think when I messaged you when they said the Landport, like they immediately said, oh, and you've got this built in Landport now. <laughs> and then immediately after it goes to a guy who's got his phone sitting next to him, playing a game and talking, using this for his, you know, communication with his buddy playing Smash Brothers or whatever he was. I, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't understand it. It's fine. I don't think they're going to give us a new pro model. I think that's the next step, you know. Twenty-five, yeah, for yeah. When they when they redo all these Switch games, and they you know it's a Switch Two, and it's a whole new system. You have to buy all the games again. Nothing will you know ever you know be backwards compatible or anything. It's just it's just frustrating, man. Like you said, you know, we've been Nintendo fans for so long. They've kind of passed us by. I'm starting to accept that more and more. Yeah, and and it's just it is what it is, and and that's you know they're not hurting. So they're going to do what they're going to do. So,
0: so uh, Dan, I said positive. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I realized that probably was your most positive take. That was. So I appreciate that,
1: was that was pretty good. <laughs> I thought. Yeah.
0: Guys, where are you on this, man? Does anyone have a, a different viewpoint? Or, And I'm not being sarcastic. Like, if there's positives here that you're looking forward to, please shout it out. Or, or are you in the same camp as me and Dan?
3: So... There's nothing positive about. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, there's I there's gotta there. try, man. I'm not. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this <laughs> with Nintendo. I'm not. I'm not. I listen. I try the best that I possibly can to stay positive about Nintendo, but I am <laughs> sick and tired of watching these Nintendo fans being slapped around. I'm sick of it, and not do anything. And so, it, to be fair, it, they kind of like it. Uh, listen. Uh, As long as they get another Mario in some form or Kirby and or Zelda, they'll be completely fine. But this is such a, like you said, a backwards. It it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any. I I was watching. Shout out to Neo uh, Gamer. And I was watching his stream and he was talking about he still has games that are running sub HD on the Switch. There are games that run sub HD currently on the Switch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know even um, when they tested Something recent, Doom Eternal, maybe yeah. it drops to like five forty p. And what I'm like, this, this is 2021, is guys. Ridiculous. It's 2021.
2: Is it's that ridiculous. is
0: that is that streamed?
2: Or that's is that on when... the ha- that's on the hand on the handheld when you're oh. wireless well, and not in the dock, isn't it? I, I don't know. Must be, I can not matter. Surely. I mean, um, yeah, I mean well, Honestly, no, I mean, you don't notice seven twenty to 540 on a, on that screen as much as you would on the right. TV. If sure. you, you know yeah, what I mean, but, yeah. <laughs> maybe you
3: will on a OLED. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but they they truly are the Kaiser so say of video games. Like they they really do just they just do what they, they just do what they want. They get away with it, and everybody's okay with it. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug, but this is ridiculous. Like I don't I don't understand why would you even think that this was okay? Like why would you think that this was okay? Like we're not getting anything meaningful here. And let's be fair, this is the same company. I don't know if you guys saw the. They just updated their servers. the The last time they updated it was 18 years ago. He's right. He's right. They, that, <laughs> this year,
0: yeah. yeah. This year, they. What game was it, PTK? There was a uh, That's funny. One of their more recent games was yeah. the first game to use new servers infrastructure for Nintendo Online. Then 18 years ago is when they last updated it. Like the the actual
1: server the blades, actual, or the actual server running servers. the
0: game in the background <laughs> when, that you would connect to. Yeah, well,
1: tell them to call Microsoft because they got a bunch of like one X <laughs> sitting around because they just replaced <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. They got, you
3: know, maybe they crazy. can get a little upgrade, man. I'm not surprised. I'm I'm absolutely not surprised. I'm not surprised what Nintendo does anymore. This is this is ridiculous. Like they're the only company that could get away with this. Sony is Sony would not be able to get away with this, nor would Xbox. I understand that they want to separate themselves and they they've even said that we're not trying to compete with Sony and or um, yeah. Xbox, but you still make video games. So yeah. you are competing indirectly. You still are competing. You still I mean, come on. Like, wh- what are we talking about here, man? Like you're talking about sub HD. You're talking about OLED like it's a buzzword. That's the selling point of the new system. Uh, I can't I yeah. can't do this with Nintendo man go somebody, <laughs> else. somebody You know what else. it was uh <laughs> Sorry
0: it was okay. Monster Hunter Rise uh oh, okay. I've got it here okay. it, it was Nintendo's replacing its multiplayer server system NEX used in most if not all of their online games since the Wii U with a new system called MPLN so yep. monster hunter rise was the first game to use
3: 18 years man they had they had hamsters man running that thing
2: <laughs>
4: so to address kevin medeiros in the chat um yeah i believe it was windows 98 machines that they yep. were still running it yep. was it was windows, windows 98. 98 you're exactly
0: right
1: yep, yep. up until yep. monster hunter rise or two or the the stories so they just replaced windows 98 Yep. servers
0: Yep. server infrastructure
1: yeah yep. thanks guys <laughs> <laughs>
4: but, you know, I, I want to say I'm a little bit more neutral on this, right? Like, right. I mean, I, right. I, 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 understand, cool. I understand Nintendo's standpoint. They can print money. They print money, and that's what they do. They're yeah. not worried about the hardcore gamer. They're not worried about guys like us that want 4K or want to, to talk this thing and play games on a TV. What they're worried about is selling an upgraded screen oled nothing else a little bit more memory to kids out there that don't have a switch yet and also it's like you, you, <laughs> it's a it's a um slap in the face to scalpers too right because remember they were scalping all the nintendo switches trying to sell them for like six seven hundred bucks and now we got an OLED switch coming out for like <laughs> 350 bucks so I mean that's what it is, really. It, it's a neutral standpoint. Nintendo is Nintendo. They do whatever they want to do. They are in their own little bubble, their own little space. They don't feel they need to compete with Xbox or PlayStation because they're they feel that their IPs are the most valuable IPs in the world, like Donkey Kong and Super Mario, and all else they got to do is make the Switch, pump out you know one first party game a year. And to them, it's worth it because people are going to buy it and people are going to bundle it and GameStop's going to sell it in bundles. They're going to upscale the price of the, the even the SD cards to go with these bundles. I mean, it prints money. And okay. that is the purpose of this, right? It's not for people like us to get excited about. Do, what, do I want a 4K Switch just like Dan and Ains? Absolutely. I would love something that was more modern. But again, there's one thing that Nintendo is good at. And that is indie games. They are great again, indie games on the platform. So the people that couldn't get, you know, the uh, the OG Switch and uh, too many scalpers were in the ring. Now they can go get the OLED Switch and play their indie games and have fun. The LAN port, I'm not 100% sure what the idea behind the LAN port was. I'm very yeah, confused. So, that is a weird one. <laughs> I am very confused. The only thing that I could think of, right, is that maybe Nintendo's not telling us something yet, that they have a plan for something, and maybe that they want to uh, maybe do more cloud gaming, and maybe they figure with the land port, their system built, they ha- handle cloud gaming better. I mean, who knows? I mean, there, there, was, there was always that rumor for a long time that Game Pass was going to come to the Switch. And if you guys even remember, a long time ago, there was even articles saying in Japan there were prototype APKs and um, in different, um, what do you call the NSPs, I think, for Switch, where there was Game Pass packages. So there's always a possibility that maybe Nintendo thinks that Lamport is going to make it more valuable for cloud gaming in the future. The fact is, though, I mean, for guys like us, it's not 4K, and it's not going to fit our agenda. But for kids, I mean, they're not going to look past that. It, I mean, they, they could care less if they're playing in 720p. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. It was just, uh, I think so the Lamport thing kind of jumped on because of just how funny it was seeing someone yeah. advertise a Lamport yeah. in 2021. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. Those of us who remember, right? The Lamport, this is not a joke. The Lamport was a big feature on the original xbox Xbox. oh yeah
3: yeah. first (laughs) console with a with a lamp port
0: we're talking 20 years ago built-in i think (laughs) the ps the
3: the ps2 had it it was an add-on though
0: it was an add-on you had to buy it that's why it was a feature when next the og xbox came out because it had a hard drive and it had a lamp port um and that's just hilarious to think that nintendo in 2021 is advertising a lamp port and and to dan's point The funniest part about the timing of the ad, if you watch it, is they advertise a Lamport, and the very next scene is a guy playing online, but he's having to use the damn phone app chat thing because (laughs) they don't have a proper online system uh it's just too comical indie come
2: on man yeah you, you're all over <laughs> this right day one well yeah i'm actually no i'm not gonna be all over day one but i've actually got a <laughs> bit of a different viewpoint <laughs> so, well that's actually fine. that's fine.
0: bring us home d- bring us back
2: bring a little back. bit of backstory to my uh, switch life um i bought a switch uh f- a fair few years back and um that was because i was seeing a lot of games that weren't making it to xbox um yeah. like indie games this is and i was thinking I'm going to buy it for Indies which don't make it to Xbox essentially. And then I bought it for that. I was playing it for a while. Then I got a PC. Now I play all those Indies on PC. So I don't really play my Switch anymore anyway. But getting back to the topic, um, funnily enough, actually, I don't know how, how, however, you guys all thought this um, before the announcement or like, you know, because it it was all rumored and everything. But I actually thought that this wasn't going to be a big upgrade. I thought it was just going to be like a standardization upgrade, um, which essentially has turned out to be just like a quality of life kind of thing Uh, you know new screen and sorting out the basically what I've done in my opinion is done new screen Sorted out the stand, which was absolutely crap. Basically, I don't even—you can't even call it a stand. The other, you know, previously, <laughs> so they sorted that out. So, coming from that point of view, um, I totally get where you're coming from. You, you know, hardcore gamers and everything—you want that beastie game, uh, the beasty sort of experience where you can really push the games and stuff. But I don't really think it's necessary for a new Nintendo audience. It's not—it's not really what they're about. It's—it's um, it's, um, you know, different kind of audience. As I said earlier, uh, each of the each of the companies are targeting. A, a niche audience even though it's a massive niche uh, like Sony are going all in on those AAA games you know Xbox are doing what they do they, they're they a bit more diverse but you know um, you, you know we've got uh, Nintendo very much doing their own thing and if they don't have their own niche individually even though they all are, are all go- gaming ultimately then you know they will suffer so they do all have to do things their own way and I know that might be it might not feel like that's you but that's totally fine because there's also PC as well to add to that list of course um and you know whatever you identify with is is all good and and it might not be you nintendo nowadays it's sad to say but you know um there is like like i say so many so much other experiences we can have but yeah like i said i I thought it wouldn't wasn't going to be because i was on green pass gaming podcast um before the announcement i sort of said um, I didn't nail it but I sort of just said it wasn't going to be like the kind of like I didn't think there would be a CPU or anything like new CPU or anything like that for power um, I didn't think it would be basically like a power of an Xbox or in a handheld or you know on the Nintendo experience I thought um, you know it's just going to stay what it is because that's their, that's what they do you know what I mean they they like like clown says they, they do the indie scene very well that is keeping them going nicely uh, people who play on Nintendo often are not even bothered by you know what what kind of um what they're getting out of it what they frame rate they're getting they just want to enjoy the game and just be able to go out and about i think that's their biggest usp the out and about you know gaming and you can come home and dock it but most most people i feel play the switch out and about and that is why the adjustable stand and the oled screen especially i know it might not yeah. be an amazing upgrade it's not 1080p or anything but um you know when you think of the new iphone each year or whatever or the new samsung phone or whatever they do have a better screen so maybe it will just give it a bit more like punch because the, it was a bit sort of it did feel a bit flat the old screen as in you know flat as in like punchiness to the That's colors and you know like strength 15 year old lcd technology yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean they're taking they're taking the mick in the way but they they are behind but they are <laughs> taking selling, them uh, back i love it i know you're uk rich so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no so yeah they, they are though they are definitely they are they, i will say uh taking the mick indeed but at the same time what you know if the if it's something is um, if something is selling that is the, the value you know you put it on the market someone pays that for it that's the value of that item if you see what right, I mean sure. Um so then you know that's what they're going with and people are, are, are lapping it up and it's it's ticking their boxes you know I feel it's all good and in that way it's just not for me I will just go no thank you anymore PCs for me Xbox is for me wonderful stuff um, just that's the way I approach it anyway <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh so I'm gonna have to ask you and your reasonable takes to get out of here, Andy. Uh, I mean, come on, <laughs> I, what do you think I, we're doing? Here? I, I think kind of was.
3: <laughs> Can I think back on something real quick, Ames? Of that course, is, man. Go, is, go. Um, it's so just. I don't. So just thinking about it, sitting here, it's pretty much the every. It's pretty much the DS model. What they do with the yeah, DS. exactly right. I was going to say you, the same thing. Yeah, they give you different exactly. iterations. I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't think about it, but um, they give you different iterations. Every so often, you do get a bit of a hardware bump. You know, like you get the in betweens just with a bigger screen, maybe a better speaker, maybe you get a maybe you get a stylus or something like that. So very similar to that model. Now that I actually think about it. So, it's not something that's foreign to Nintendo. So, you know, now I'm sitting here thinking about it. But go ahead anyway. I just wanted to piggyback off of that.
2: That also sums up The formula it, that so
0: they're using is proven, right? Exactly. They've already proven yeah. it works. Um, and Definitely. that's exactly what they're doing here. So, sorry, Andy. I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: Does it, no, does it, you were saying it as well. I just, it, that's historically what they've done. That's why I didn't think they would go for this massive upgrade. It's just, it just doesn't fit their usual, like, um, yeah. uh, MO or whatever. You know, what do they do? yeah it's very true it's very true it's just disheartening for people like us we, we, we've <laughs> yeah. said it a million times I, th- I think you you had a bit of um hope in there you know as as the you, you know you would do it you weren't just analyzing it as a sort of you know from a, a step back you were think you were hoping in there a little bit i believe <laughs> yeah yeah and, and sadly
0: right that's part of that is born not the place blame because i know how these things go but part of that was born out of bloomberg's report that a pro switch was coming Uh, And coming soon. So I think expectations were already set because technically speaking, Bloomberg and, and, you know, knowing the financial investors and the the manufacturing companies that make these things, you would think that their reports would be accurate. Um, And that's why I said, unless Mm -hmm. there's a pro switch we haven't heard about yet, which it doesn't feel like there is, then they got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And they got it wrong, which is, you know, I think all of our expectations were that it was going to be an improved switch, not just a screen.
3: It wouldn't be a stretch yeah. to ask for that either, like at this particular current time. You said it was what four years in now, four and a half. It's
0: four and a half by the time it launches. Half? Yeah,
3: like that's not a stretch to ask for something a little <laughs> no. bit better.
0: And to the point, right when it released in 2017, it's already using old hardware. The CPU the and the time, GPU is an old Tegra yeah. laptop CPU from 15, well, 12, 13 years ago now. Yeah, I mean, so. it's crazy.
2: This isn't like a generational uh, leap, though, is it? This is a a refresh, you know, of the current hardware just to keep things in line. So that's why, again, I don't think it's something they're doing. They they don't want to divide their audience over. I think they want to be, with their branding, they want to keep things very simple. And, you know, they don't want to confuse their audience because, you know, there's a lot of younger, younger people who play on Switch right. and stuff like that. And
0: so. Shizna, I think, said in the chat, too. he's like, my two daughters play their Switches. He's like, they're not talking about resolutions or frame rates. And it's like, exactly. that's, yeah, that's just Facts. a fact, you know. Yeah. But uh, of course, you know, I try to get back to positive and Pompa comes in $10 Super Chat right out of the gate saying Nintendo sold cardboard. That showed me Nintendo can do whatever they want. Awesome panel, as always, thanks for entertaining me at work. Hit the like button, people. Yes, please, guys, would appreciate that. Pompa, thank you, as always, man, one of our biggest supporters. Cool.
1: Yeah, if you don't think I'm buying three or four of these at launch and then selling them for a humongous profit, <laughs> you're out of your mind, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guarantee you those things are gonna be hot, yes. hot, hot. For the I'll holiday, be, Yeah. yeah. you're right. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm gonna make some, I can, I can make enough money where I can, you know, maybe buy my own well, for sure, buy my own. You know, look, look,
0: you're already slipping into buying your own. Here you go. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, no, no. Well, I mean, if I, yeah, it'd be like free. I wouldn't really be paying for it.
0: Sure, because but you I would, would still be paying towards car. Nintendo. You're right.
1: You're right. I will wait for the. You know, I'll, I'll just buy another PlayStation or something or Xbox Series X. I'll just do that and give it to my kids because they're going to need upgraded here soon. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, or I'll take my wife out to you know McDonald's. <laughs> like oh, boy. Nice. Oh, boy. yep i'm doing it
0: <laughs> all right guys let's jump into something um which i was more excited about again i don't know where the rest of you stand on witcher but WitcherCon kicked off last night or yesterday um not a whole lot of game related but i figure because it's you know it's based around kind of that community i figured i'd mention it and just touch on it so couple things out of yesterday and if you missed it it was like a three-hour kind of panel with uh, actors and actresses and and questionnaires and all these things so you can check that out if you want but the highlights for this community are that um obviously the series x s and ps5 upgrade are still coming later this year they confirmed and they also confirmed they're actually adding some extra kind of dlc niceties goodies if you will uh to match up with the netflix show so i don't know if that's going to be like uh different outfits or like, uh, you know, you can make your guy look like um, Henry Cavill's version of Geralt or, you know, what have you. Uh, We'll see what that is. But that's still coming later this year. It is free. Um, Season two of Witcher on Netflix is coming December 17th. So it's going to be their big holiday show. It looks freaking amazing. If you haven't watched that trailer for season two, make sure you watch it. And then, but uh, even more, well, maybe not even more fun, but also cool is um, there's a prequel coming. Uh, about Vesemir and kind of the growth of Geralt uh, called Nightmare of the Wolf which is coming on August 23rd and it's going to be an animated uh, movie on Netflix so a lot of cool Witcher stuff coming Uh, they've already said you know this universe is going to continue to grow I think the show is going to be massive and that will eventually lead into CD Projekt Red's next Witcher game whatever that looks like we don't know the details yet we just know they're working on one so guys uh, I am a gigantic witcher fan i'm literally staring at like four statues 30 figures of witcher on my wall over here so uh (laughs) i was super excited for all this news but um who who else is uh kind of pumped about this season two and uh are you going to go back and play witcher three when it gets the next gen or current gen upgrade whatever you want to call it
1: anybody anybody i'm I'm going to (laughs) i'm super pumped about season two I am going to play the whole thing over again. I'm I'm curious what the DLC is. Like you said,
0: if mean, it's just, I think I it's the, just those like add-ons. It's not yeah. expansion like, types. Yeah,
1: it'd be cool if they if, if they did some kind of you know where you can play as Cavill and all the actors you know are replaced. You know, I mean that'd be I don't know how ambitious that would be. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean I'm 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 totally down to play it again. It's one of the best games of all time. It's, you know, top three for me. It's, it's so, you know, and. Whatever it's going to be running at, as long as these are all free upgrades. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'm down, man. Not yeah. not so much with the animated prequel, but uh, I'm I'm not that deep. I'm like you know, ain't deep <laughs> in this stuff. But uh, I, I can, right? Level. Yeah, game and the uh, the series on Netflix is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm totally down. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I can say I'm excited as well. I'm excited, you know, the free upgrades. Obviously, people think you know, Witcher Three is held in very, very high regard, except the standard uh, last generation. So, um, obviously, I'm excited about that. It's dope that, that the upgrades are free. Um, that's super dope. The the DLC is interesting. Um, it's 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 ironic because when when CD when, when they do DLC, they do DLC. Like The Witcher Three DLC, arguably those DLCs were larger than some standalone Amazing. games.
0: Amazing. Um, yeah,
3: individually. To be honest, in download size as well as in scope and, you know, things you could actually do within the DLC. So, um, you know, if you know, whatever it may be, seems like it's going to be associated with the show, which is dope. You know, obviously any type of tie in with the show is dope. I haven't caught up with the show, to be honest with you. So I got to dive into that. But as far as what I've seen from the trailer, it looks exciting. So. Um, but yeah, um, I'm a big animated fan. So I, I watch a lot of animated stuff from animated, just, you know, I don't know, comic related stuff, Spider-Man, things like that. But okay. um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm overall excited. The Witcher 3 is something that, you know, we always look forward to. It is um, it, it is nice to to hear that, um, you know, they're they're greasing the wheels for their next Witcher game. So I am excited to see that they're in rare form right now. And this this is good sign um, that that everybody's on the same page. And that's always good to see.
0: Yeah, and the, if you haven't watched the first season of Witcher, it's, um, it's a little campy. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but it's you know, it's got some kind of funny elements to it. And the one thing to be aware of going in, which uh, I don't think they kind of <clears throat> announced ahead of time, is it's following the books, not the game, right? Witcher 3 is very late in the kind of Geralt and Ciri timeline. The books start far, far earlier. And the first mm-hmm. two Witcher books are actually short stories. They're not like novels. Yeah. And so what they did with Witcher, uh, the series, is they kind of played into that. And what it does is it jumps timelines a lot. So when you first watch it, if you're not aware of that, it can be kind of confusing because you're like, wait, why, is they, why are they alive now? They were dead five minutes ago. And it, it kind of jumps around, but it sets the kind of foundation for some of the main characters like Geralt, like Yennefer, uh, like Triss, et cetera. So um, just know that going in if you watch it. Whereas season two, they said, um, they kind of got some negative feedback around the jumping. And so season two will be sequential uh, and it's going to be sequential going forward story-wise. So
1: that was literally the only downside to that whole series me too. for me. Yeah, like, it, yeah, It was, it was really kind of all over the place, but yeah.
0: You watch it a second time and it, it makes yeah. more sense because you kind of pick up on where things are, but yeah. Yep. So what do you think Carlo, you into Witcher, man?
4: You know, when the game came out, I was obsessed with it. Like I played it until I beat it. And then when the DLC came out and I started getting into that, I forgot the controls. <laughs> so that's the problem I have with the Witcher. The game is so great and so massive that when you go back to games like that, the controls are a little bit harder to remember. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe when this upgrade comes out and the, um, little added stuff that you're talking about, I think I may start the whole thing all over again and then just go through it and enjoy the game because I'll be honest with you, I mean, when the game first came out, there was that bank glitch. I don't know if you remember that, but I took advantage of that bank glitch, so it made the game <laughs> so much easier for me. But, you know, I, I'm going to go back now and I'm going to play it and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm, But I'm really hyped about the netflix series i really love the netflix series i think they've done a fantastic job uh with the acting the casting the writing of the show i think it's it's perfect paced and i just want that show to have season after season after season like with no breaks i mean honestly i could sit there and just watch that for a week straight that's i love it man Nice. The Witcher is it's such a great series. And I also, you know, this is this is something really good for CD Project Red. This is positive news. And I think this takes yeah. the scope out of all that negative stuff that was going around um with Cyberpunk. And I love Cyberpunk, but this man, this Witcher news is huge. Adding more free free content, you can never go wrong with free content. This many years later, this many years later, we're getting free content.
0: Think about that. Yeah, it's true. And the game, I know I've said this on this show before, but if you weren't aware, Witcher 3 sold more in 2020 than the four years prior. So it came out in 2015. That's when it sold the most. But 2020, it sold more copies than 16, 17, 18, 19. Um, it, so it's it's literally escalating in sales, partially driven, of course, by the show and the show's popularity. Um, the show was huge for Netflix. So if you didn't hear, Carlo, and I don't know if you heard or not, but after the success of the show and how big it became, they already signed uh, the show. I think it's like six or seven seasons. It's already done. Wow. Nice. It, nice. It's done. I'm so it, excited. Yeah, it's coming. Now they're, they're only filming them one at a time because of actress and actor obligations. Henry Cavill's obviously a busy guy. Um, but at least we know that over time they will come. And, uh, you know, Lauren, I forget her last name, her first name's Lauren. She's the showrunner, basically the one writing, lead writer, and she is heavily invested in the books and the lore and the characters she's really like the perfect person to lead this i think it's by time we look back on this in a few years right i think this is going to be like one of just an incredible incredible show so indy what do you think man
2: might break your heart a little bit now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, no. no. We'll do do it. It. Oh, uh, I, I, I do have played. my finger over the remove button. Just like, you yeah, know. I thought you might say that. <laughs> uh, two topics running, uh, is not a good way to go, is it? <laughs> when you're not when you're not liking what I'm saying, but yeah. So I mean, I've never I've never dived into The Witcher Three. I'm afraid um, okay. it's just one of those games where it's kind of like almost daunting because it's uh, such a big Big game, you're gonna, you're gonna have to sort of like have book some holiday off work or something to just you know get into, you know yes. what I mean. Um, but yeah, and you know, it's an excuse, but like I play so many indie games, and when there's that many indie games, uh, sometimes it's, you've got to choose to AAAs. I play obviously a lot more indies than um, triple so I've got to be a bit more choosy about the ones I dive into, but obviously, you know, it's a remarkable game from what I can tell, you know, it's got such a, a great, a great, um reputation which uh it seems to well deserve, but i can't comment i'm not going to dive into comments about the game but you know it's obviously done incredible things and it's great to see that it's still being supported even at this time it's amazing mm-hmm. um unfortunately i haven't got netflix either so i'm a bit lame on this topic i'm afraid but
0: um <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't <laughs> have yet, netflix no. that's that's pretty rare to hear nowadays honestly yeah
2: got amazon prime and that uh, that's it other all... we watch a lot of um, off the off the eye iP- oh, yeah we won't know what the iPlayer player is but it's basically bbc player in the uk there's quite a lot of stuff on there we watch sure. don't watch a ton of tv um but uh yeah so yeah I, yeah don't watch too much tv like i say time is a is a premium but yeah like i say so many indie games to get through and uh get through a lot of those so the time and the cho- choices have to be tactically chosen <laughs> but yeah uh great for you i know how much you love witcher and you know it's good to see yeah. the uh updates on this and uh, yeah i did from what i did see of the witcher on netflix the it, do, it does look very you know nicely done and it's it's got like a nice tone to it as well but like again yeah. i'm not going to comment because i haven't haven't uh checked that out either so really sorry about this topic <laughs> no not to be I sorry about man um
0: <laughs> yeah it is it is a fun show because they do a really good job of kind of capturing um not only the characters but like it, it has humorous elements too uh dandelion's nice. a funny character you know there's there's quips and stuff that you can kind of catch and it's it's well done definitely well done um nice uh, lauren uh Hissrich. that's right Hisrich. Uh, fat boy says so thank you for that and yes steve exactly you don't want a game of thrones it right <laughs> exactly please don't do that oh <laughs> yeah um but jordan's right here you know he says white orchard so if you're not familiar with witcher 3 white orchard is the opening area and as you play the game you know, you think you're kind of in the heart of of it as you're playing it in the first 10, 15, 20 hours. And <laughs> then what you realize later is White Orchard is literally like a tutorial area. Sure. Um, yeah, but it's it's fully <laughs> it's fully fleshed out. It's an entire town and village and battles and caves. And you learn all these different things about the story. And that's literally just the start. Uh, that's the yep. small piece of the game. That's how big Witcher 3 is. Um,
2: how far so. in is it when you get to the hot tub? That's what I want to know. <laughs> that's actually pretty early. Yeah, yeah, that's that, like, that's that's like very early. 30 seconds into the game. Yeah, that's,
0: yeah, you have one scene right at the beginning when, yeah. uh, when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, they show to a T in the show. They, they do that oh
2: nice they nice. do a throwback
0: <laughs> they do little things like that for fans yeah in the show
2: so. <laughs> that's awesome yeah i mean yeah. i bet it's amazing for you know for a fan and to, you know with the program and that as well
0: yeah yeah it's pretty neat so um it was fun too because my wife doesn't really game and so being a big witcher fan um when we watched the show together you know i was kind of explaining to her so it's kind of fun in that way too definitely um, <clears throat> All right, guys, we've got one more thing I want to touch on. And, and again, this is more speculation. We try not to kind of dive into this stuff too much, but I feel it's just worth mentioning to close us out, which is around, uh, you know, the dreaded word that we see far too often in the acquisition <laughs> talk. Um, <clears throat> but basically what we're hearing out of reliable people um, is that... Uh, NetherRealm and TT Games, it's been rumored for a while, they've been kind of on the selling block, if you will, but there's, uh, you know, reliable information saying Xbox is really kind of uh, looking at these two studios, so if you're not familiar, NetherRealm, of course, very well known, Mortal Kombat, Injustice, uh, those those titles, and then TT Games is, um, you know, your Legos, your Lego Star Wars, uh, soon to be the, the Skywalker Saga, which, uh, you know, we've talked about many times before, yeah, soon so...
1: Soon to be, it'll be here in yeah six or right. seven years yeah. uh, i
0: still joke that you know I, we've said it before i talked to the producer of that game and watched it in action at 2019 in mm-hmm. e3 um yeah. it was supposed to release in 2020 so uh yeah it's massively delayed but telling you that game's going to be special when it releases um so what if it releases anyway mm. um <laughs> so th- this is kind of interesting because um as i was thinking about this you know we bethesda is a long conversation we've already had many times over um, but these are two studios that create games that for generations now have been on all platforms. Very widespread, right? TT Games is very family friendly. Obviously, the Lego games, um, what have you. And then NetherRealm, Mortal Kombat, goes without saying, been around for decades. Um, Injustice was obviously very big. There's the rumor that they're working on a Marvel uh, licensed some version you know fighting game in the future and a, a new mortal combat is obviously inevitable in the coming years um it would be if this follows the path and that these rumors as always in speculation come true and it follows the path that we've seen out of bethesda and, and other studios where these would be moved to xbox and, and pc only um what do you guys think about this are you you know, one do you do you like seeing these types of things, or do you do you have a different opinion? Because I was talking to Luke and Joe about this this morning, and you know, Luke brought up a point where it's like, obviously, from a business perspective, we get it. You, you need studios, you need content, you want to bring people to your platform. That goes without saying. I think we all understand that. But at some point, do you does it frustrate you at all, or not frustrate you? I don't know the word I'm looking for. Does it concern you to to see like? a kid who may only have a PlayStation, right? Suddenly not be able to play the next Lego game or, you know, something like that. Does that bother you at all? Or you just kind of look at this as it is what it is. You know, Xbox is pretty generous with the way you can access their ecosystem now between Xbox, PC, X Cloud, Game Pass. Um, it's part of business. I mean, any thoughts on this, guys?
1: Do your thing, man. Buy what you're gonna want. You know, I, I don't care about that kid. <laughs>
3: oh, wow. I mean, you know, yeah Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's not, you gotta get a phone, right? Go buy it, go play it on the phone. It's gonna be on Game Pass, you know. I tried world. to approach this
0: with <laughs> nice it gloves, you know, know diplomatic
1: and political. Here's the thing, if you're gonna buy these things, you know it, it surprises me that you know, like it'll be weird to like see like a Mortal Kombat game only on you know the yes. Xbox, more so than like even a Bethesda game, because it's you know it started in the arcades, you know, it was and
3: and not no. to
0: interrupt you, Dan, but no, PlayStation has been the uh, Mortal Kombat um, fighting yeah. kind of hub, the event for the past several years. They use PS4s. Um, it's sponsored by PlayStation, et cetera, et cetera. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this would. Didn't they just buy like a, like a, some kind of, multi, like 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 an esports thing where PlayStation? Did. Yeah, PlayStation did right. Yeah, so this is kind of weird. What is it called?
0: EVO, the, the, the tournament. Evo. They, they now kind of own the rights to EVO. Right. Was this tournament. part
1: of, was NetherRealm or Mortal Kombat games part of EVO? Yes, or it was. was that, okay, we'll see. That'll be super weird too. <laughs> that being said, you know, it these games, you know, are usually ones I don't play or don't buy, you know, so it'll be nice to be able to, if they do go through with this acquisition to try them out at least. You know, I'm never going to play online because I'll just get annihilated. You know, you're the Mortal Kombat guy with the, you know, Three thousand dollars. Let's CL. clarify. Used to be. <laughs> well, you know, not everybody has a ten thousand dollar, you know, joystick, you know, combat stick or whatever. It's not ten thousand dollars, <laughs> but you know.
3: <laughs>
1: so, so, I, yeah. There's part of me still thinks that like consolidation of the industry kind of sucks. You know, because if we get to that point where it's just these two, I mean, there's zero chance that you know it, it comes down to, you know, who's got the bigger biggest you know checkbook and that is definitely microsoft and i don't necessarily care you know but you know it, it's you always want to see more people be able to play your games i'm sure developers also want to see that i don't want to see like a complete consolidation but also this wouldn't surprise me and it wouldn't really make me you know sad that like nether realm is owned by xbox you know
0: no i mean it's, we it, joke it, it's, all the time that right we plan everything, so it doesn't matter right. where the game's going to land. I'm going to play. It's the same with Insomniac, exactly. right? If right? They make a Sunset Overdrive two. Um, sure, the first one was on Xbox. It's an Xbox community that loves that game, but it's part of business. It's, it's business at the end of the day. I'm still going to buy it.
1: Yeah, 100. So, yeah, and that's you know that's a luxury that we have. You know, for those that don't, you know, I don't know. You know, I'd have to look and see. You know, how do these games break down? based on, you know, the systems, you know, do 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 more people play it on this, you know, and that's that's a game that they can play on their Switch too, probably, you know, it's not like it's graphically intense. They've got yeah. a nice new one that, you know, they can line it up with their friends and, you know, they'll have like a nice little OLED screen. Actually, they wouldn't be using that because that would be only in handheld mode. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it's just, <laughs> it, it, I, I get tired, I, you know, the acquisition thing is just so played out to me. I know, you that's why, I, mean. I know, I know. It's frustrating, it, but... At the same time it's good to see these businesses continue to grow and to continue to put studios you know and, and where they need to be wherever that ends up and and be able to you know like we've talked about when when they bought bethesda you know the exciting part is having that access to not only you know damn near infinite funds but also all these other studios and these collaborations Reason, that all about resources all about it and so yeah, yeah so you're going to probably get Five years down the road if this were to happen a really solid mortal combat game that might be actually more accessible to people like me you know immediately just because it's on game pass and you know but also with all these resources and and outlets that they can use to create a better game so you know yep it doesn't hurt my feelings yeah
0: yeah. That's that's the exact point I was gonna to touch on, Dan yep. is, is exactly that is at the end of the day, developers want creative freedom mm-hmm. and they wish they all wish they had endless time and resources. Right. Um, and while that's never gonna to come to true reality, what we're seeing out of the PlayStation first party studios and the Xbox first party studios is they are leaning into that, giving more freedom, giving more resources, sharing technology, and we're the ones that benefit from it. So but- at the end of the day. That's kind of how I look at it too. You guys, any of you have different thoughts on this one or opinions? I do, yeah. Yeah, go, man.
4: So I think that um, Netherrealm is a very strong possibility. Uh, I think that Xbox has been looking at WB for a while now, right? And looking to see if they could liquidate the assets or whatnot. This is just a theory I have. So I think that this rumor is probably very close to the truth. And one thing that we got to think about, if they get another realm, they have the opportunity to ask another realm to help develop a Killer Instinct game. Or Come any on, Nether- that's
3: exactly where I was going, man. <laughs>
4: and I mean, who who is better than another realm? They're experts yeah. at this kind of stuff, this right? And true. with with all the assets and the money with, uh, you know, Xbox Game Studios, another realm would have the potential to take as long as they needed And this another thing, too, that we need to think about, and a lot of people don't realize this, but Marvel and Xbox and Disney are very close, closer than a lot of people think. Right. Most people think, oh, well, spider Man's on PlayStation, so Marvel's closer to PlayStation. That's not really it. That just has to do with the movie rights. And Marvel is trying to get Spider-Man kind of back. Right. So they're trying to be nice to PlayStation. But I think. If you look back throughout uh, Xbox's history, you'll see that they've done stuff with Black Panther, the Wakanda stuff, the special consoles. You'll see the Disney Plus subscriptions. Um, you'll see the promotions, the cross promotions for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Of, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Pirates so I, yeah. I think that if realms is developing something by Marvel, that is a bigger push from Microsoft to want to be involved or, or want to acquire another realms uh, because of their close relationship with Marvel. And it could turn out to be an awesome collaboration between the two. No doubt. Now with TT games, PT games are very successful. I've, I've seen Matt Pescatello talk about MPD sales on how the Lego games do, and they do very well. Multiplied. Yeah. So I, ha- I don't, when it comes to TT Games, I want to believe that Phil and Satya would be okay keeping TT Multiplat just because of how well it sells Multiplat. But imagine a Lego Halo game! Like, how Ooh. cool would that be? Let's that would Carlo. be
3: fun, right? Come on, that would be awesome, right? They had that so, Constructs game. Remember, they had a they, they had a Halo con, was a Construct Mega Block. Yeah, and yeah. That, that never came out.
0: No. Nope.
4: So, I think that we're going to see if if TT.'s on the table for Xbox, we're going to see collaborations between TT and first party titles that could be exclusive to Game Pass and Xbox, while the other titles could still go multi like the the Star Wars titles and such. And another thing, Star Wars is Disney, once again, close relationship to Xbox. so it makes sense
0: to me, yeah. And as you said, uh, TT Games and Halo, which I think you know, we've all kind of joked about because of the Mega Bloks one. I you, my mind went to TT and uh, Gears, and I was like, "Oh man, now I'm really excited." That, <laughs> that'd be another one, right? Yeah, that could be fun, man. I mean, Gears Tactics was a cool game. Um, so yeah, anyway, BTK, what do you got, brother?
3: So I, I agree a lot with with uh, Carlo over there. A uh, lot of great points. It, fit, it fits a lot. It fits a lot of needs for Xbox. Um now do I think it's going to happen I mean obviously that still remains to be seen you know we don't know but I definitely think that they've been looking you know to to think that they haven't been that's a bit naive you know they're a multi multi-trillion dollar company you know that they, they'll they'll any opportunity to improve the platform we've all seen Satya you know up up front and center stage you know supporting the platform more than ever so you know I I don't think there's any you know issue with uh the bag, as far as getting to the bag and, you know, getting... <laughs> no, seriously, you know, getting, oh, know. Get, know. getting done yeah. what needs to be done to support the yeah. platform, to grow Game Pass, and to, to get where they need to go, you know, to get to get to Phil's and Satya's vision. So, I, I think all of those possibilities are open. So, um NetherRealm is interesting. You took the... You stole my idea, Clown. You right right out of my head, brother. So, um, <laughs> you know, for it, it, I, I think that's a great... I mean, well, who better else to make the game? Yeah. I, and my, my thing is... I you guys may be able to help me out on this how hard is it, it is it really that difficult to find somebody to say uh can you make killer instinct I, I just feel like i just feel like how i mean there's been devs on twitter that have that have said openly i would love to do killer instinct
0: you're, you're so gonna I, make you're gonna make me preach about banjo and i try I, to i try not to do that every week
3: well, no, it's it's just more of a like. I just I just don't know if it's that difficult to say. Hey, can you guys do this for us?
0: Especially mm. when you have that much money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well,
3: yeah, even 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 just take away the the IP itself, just to get the opportunity to work on that type of game. Like I don't know, man. Maybe you guys have a different. Um, uh, maybe that's some red tape there. I'm not aware of, but. I, Anyway, but I think that NetherRealm fits that fits that need and and it makes complete sense from a business standpoint, from a portfolio standpoint, from a quality of work standpoint, because they're not only just getting studios they're adding quality studios uh, that are able to make variety, you know, different things. So, um, yeah, I'm all for that. I mean, if it happens, we'll see. Um, But, yeah, I I, I think that would be fantastic um, as well.
0: Nice. Yeah, fair enough. Andy, what do you got?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, back in the day I was a a huge fan of fighting games. Um but yeah they've gone a little bit to the wayside these days there's not so many of them knocking around is there unfortunately so it would be great (laughs) to see something like this happen uh because you you know it's been held up by basically like mortal kombat and street fighter um you know keeping the fighting genre going obviously there's there's a few more smaller ones but um yeah i mean i i I love my fighting games i I played a ton of uh, mortal kombat 10 um didn't i've played i've played a chunk of 11 but not as much as i need i want to really I may mean, sort of sort of fell off that one a little bit um but 10 I loved and played a ton of that and played a lot of online on that as well and um you know lots of fights with my man UK Dazarus who enjoys the old fighting genre um but but yeah like um it's yeah this this one's an interesting one I mean it's tricky to sort of talk about because we don't know but you know yeah. Netherrealm are an incredibly talented uh studio and um anything put into their hands uh, is probably going to turn to gold um but yeah like it, it's it's an interesting one that they, they they're it it would be good to see um some sort of uh you know fighting game for xbox and um you know that because like they had killer instinct as as that back then i don't know i just i just would like to see that being brought back you know for for people and there's so many people crying out for killer instinct i get i i I get where um clowns and ptk are coming from with it uh that you know that they want to see that um, but at the same time, maybe there is something holding it back. And but you know, it, we say like, you know, why can't it just happen? But at the same time, it is a lot of money invested into it, and it has to, especially with A's they're careful or not, and all that malarkey. But you know, like, they have to calculate every every risk they take. But um, yeah, I mean, I, with the TT Games thing, how how was that play into this as well, sorry, Ains? Or was that just, uh, just the same rumor,
0: rumor yeah? that TT Games is so, up uh, yeah. as part of this? Basically, the parent company has put them on the block, if you will, for a potential sale. Um, so CT Games, excellent. you know, uh, thinking about what they develop and how well they sell those Lego games and the licensing Amazing, that's yeah, involved yeah. there. Because you've got Lego licensing, you've got things like Star yeah. Wars and their IP, So, yeah. Lot there
2: absolutely yeah i mean i mean they're awesome and, and i love I love clowns idea i keep i keep relating to all of you guys saying you've done so such great great shouts but yeah halo halo um <laughs> lego game would be pretty damn sweet if that was you know if they did hook up with them that would be such a, a great thing to do i think and it would work so well because halo is not this sort of like um 18 rated or we call it 18 in the uk r rated yeah. in in america you know damn. what i mean yeah so, always yeah, oh, sorry mature so is it yeah no. <laughs> Uh, whatever it is for the uh, highest age rating but yeah like you know gears is a bit more you know you know adult isn't it so yeah. um i think you know, you can still work with gears, but like, I think Halo fits it well and you know, I'm imagining it's co- kind of got a Star Wars y feel, hasn't it, Halo, in a way. So it, mm-hmm. I can see it, I can see it from a step there from that, if you see what I mean. like because 'cause they've done the Star Wars games. Yeah, they're very talented at what they do. I wonder if they'll be trying to step out of that or they're happy doing the Lego games though. I don't know if that might be some sort of um if you know, whether they would be looking to get out of their normal sort of um, you know, archetype or whatever. But yeah, yeah. no, I mean it's a great acquisition to take on. It's hard sometimes because, like my channel is kind of geared against the kind of like locking down exclusives and stuff. It's kind of like more about um so when everyone's anyone says like, you know, which which studio would you love to see Xbox buy? I'm always like, I'd like them to stay independent, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of it's counterintuitive to my usual um sort of uh channel and, and my general thoughts in uh for studios. So I like them to have their independence. But one thing that um, you know Xbox and Microsoft do so well is um even if they do take on studios, for example, like Double Fine, they still they still see to leave all the creativity with them which is the thing i was slightly nervous about with people like that so modern microsoft anyway yeah yes absolutely (laughs) yes so that that is awesome to see and you know if that's the case then you know i'm all behind them getting getting all these great studios on board so yeah i hope that answers the question okay Uh, another
3: another underrated aspect is you get minecraft and lego under the same umbrella
0: Mm. yeah Mm. yeah very good shout out
1: so, yeah hmm. well see so, so this is what's going to happen they make a halo lego game that's where john's face gets revealed but it's just a, a lego face yellow head yeah like nobody's <laughs> like
3: what the hell is this
1: that's what the, i can
0: see the funny thing helmet. is if, if you you know in halo and all jokes aside they they shown john many times in some of the anime and stuff i mean he's a little head freckle kid i mean that's what he is
1: he <laughs> looks like luke <laughs> oh no no no, no, <laughs> no, no no no! Do not <laughs> be boiled, so master Chief. Oh, yeah, okay, man I, was, man. I was about to really just be like, "Well, I'm playing infinite now." This is disappointing.
0: Uh, to Carlos's point too, one thing we forgot to mention in the whole Disney thing is uh, Indiana Jones. They have Indiana Jones coming yep, as well. Right, Indiana, wow, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, Man. so which obviously again gigantic IP, right? Especially considering there's a new movie coming. Whether or not it will be any good, and we'll who's see. Who's
3: doing Who's doing the Indiana Jones with Studio specifically? Is
0: uh, oh, it's um mi- not Machine Games, right? Not, machine Games is it Machine?
3: Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say Machine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Machine
0: Games is doing that, which is interesting because I mean they're coming off Wolfenstein, so moving to Indiana yeah. Jones, which is uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that works out.
2: Very but, different tone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a little
0: bit, <laughs> yeah. but. Anyway, guys, man, it's been a blast having you on, seriously, uh, all, all three of you. Uh, just great conversation, good insight, good points, um, some laughs, of course. We didn't tear Nintendo down too bad. So, <laughs> you know, Indy helped us out a little bit there. So. Um, but, no, guys, we're going to go ahead and get wrapping up. Uh, just a couple things to shout out for us. So the first big thing, if you're listening to this, because I know a lot of you listen to this afterwards, is um, – there will be no big cast next week um i i dan i can't remember the last time we took a week off of big cast but it, it's, been yeah. a, it's
2: been a it's been a long time long.
0: but yeah. uh no big cast next week i'm actually going to be in colorado doing some whitewater rafting and hiking and finally just disconnecting for a nice. little bit so um we'll be back the week of whatever that is after next week i'm not even looking at the dates um <laughs> so uh if you haven't uh checked it out i did a review on this uh esports uh hex gaming controller it's kind of very shiny and sparkly um but this is uh the video of this is up on our channel you can check out it's an xbox controller that's supposed to compete with the elite series 2 you can see my full thoughts on that Uh, a couple reviews up on the site as well uh recap of playstation state of play so just tune in you know see what's out there but Guys, um, let's go ahead and go around the table here and let you shout out your platforms. Uh, PTK, I'll start with you, man. And I know you've got a show coming up here in a few hours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, appreciate you as, as well, Ames. Once again, man, true visionary, one of the OGs of the game here, man. You put on a phenomenal show, high quality, uh, highly recommended. So I appreciate you and Dan allowing me to um, you know, be I- here. You know, you know, and great and, and, and bless the show a little bit, but uh, yeah, we got a show coming uh, today, 6 p.m. I always say AZ time because the time is so screwed up, <laughs> I don't even try and 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 you know, think about any other time zone outside of that, but yeah, man, once again, you guys come check us out. Um, follow me on Twitter, PTK Blam, across the board, uh, on Xbox Live, if you want to play some games there, man, but uh, shot podcast later on today, appreciate you, Dan and Ains, man, do do. Do us a favor, hit that like button, man, subscribe to the channel. You guys uh hit up Season Gaming website as well. They amazing, amazing community. What they're building is awesome. And uh yeah, awesome to be here again, man.
0: Thank you so much, man. Appreciate the support, the shout-outs. I uh truly appreciate it. So yeah, so guys, definitely tune in the shop. Great show. Uh, actually, me and BTK, I've been trying to get back on there with them. Yeah. Um, schedule's been a little of a bit of a disaster, but coming weeks for sure. sir. <laughs> yes, we'll
3: uh, it. Pending. It's pending. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Carlo, thanks for coming out, man. Great to have you your first time. Like I said, it was uh, very long overdue. It certainly will not be the last time. So thanks for coming out, man. Where can people find you and uh, Four Guys of Quarters? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here. This is one of the most professional
4: podcast outlets, seasoned gaming. It's it's one of the best, man. So check thank out their you. website. Um, you can find me at 4 TV on YouTube. Re, uh, we did a recent interview with Queen Novin. Uh Crummy, she's going to be in the upcoming game Redfall, that interview yes. released today. Uh, i glad I told you that have-
3: too. That was awesome, brother. Yeah,
4: man. Oh, thank you. Um, we have an interview coming up with Mark Brooks, the legendary comic book artist from Marvel. Oof. and we actually have some other stuff in the works waiting to hear back from publicists and agents. but we're oh every day we're working on another interview. so just check us out.
2: nice.
0: That's uh, that's awesome man. yeah, I, I, I didn't realize I was publishing today. I can't wait to check that out. Um, I can't remember the name of the character she plays now. Um, Layla. Thank you. Yes. Uh, But I mean, that that character made a hit right away. Right. Uh, Right after E3. So um, and we did a write up on Redfall recently, too. Um, Super excited about that game, but I won't go off on a tangent about it right now. But definitely check that out and check check out uh, that as well. Um, And then Indy, man. Shout you out.
2: Thank you very much for having me on again, my friend. It's an absolute blast hanging with you guys. Um, and always, you know, a delight to see the invite from you guys. You guys do amazing work on the channel, as the other guys say. I could st- 100% behind what they just said you know you, you what I love about you guys are you, you you don't push the you know any of the fanboy narrative or anything like that. you're very down to earth with your content and um, it's presented in a professional way as clown said that's 100% true you guys do awesome work and very down to earth guys who, who are awesome to hang with you and you and Dan both of you guys are fantastic so yeah pleasure to, pleasure to the chat games with you and um, you've got an awesome community as well thanks so much for you guys in the chat you're all legendary <laughs> um but yeah, if you guys um, wanted to find myself, I focus on indie games content on my channel, um, as you may have guessed from the name. Uh, but uh, yeah, basically I'm a um, YouTube forward slash The Indie Gamer, all one word. Uh, as I say, all, all focused on indie games and bringing um, sort of positivity around them, spotlighting games and um, that sort of good stuff. Um, we, like I said, like I said earlier, we had an interview uh, yesterday with a developer of a game called A New The Distant Light, which is an upcoming main metroidvania indie game it's a sci-fi metroidvania so if you enjoy games like hollow knight um Ori and um, uh, Axiom Verge, things like that. You may enjoy A New The Distant Light too, so definitely check out. Jeff was awesome to chat with. Really great uh, insights uh, from his community, uh, sorry, um, his background in in the industry. But yeah, uh, feel free to drop by and check that out on the channel. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter at indie underscore gamer underscore zero one. And it's always a pleasure to chat games, so feel free to drop me a DM or anything like that. Um, Yeah, especially if you want to chat indie games, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks again, Ains. It's uh, been such a delight once more.
0: Yeah, no, thank you guys for coming out. Honestly, this has uh, yeah, yes. been a fantastic show and I uh, really enjoyed it. Dan, I know what you want to shout out. Yep. Not only will you be here next week, but let's go England. Yes, hey, go
2: England. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Come on, bring it home. <laughs> Wait, what are they, Like
0: Wait,
1: what, a, a, a World this. Cup thing? What?
0: I mean, yeah, the Euros, exactly. Although Carl, I think Carlo uh, may may counter us here.
1: Wait,
2: who's
0: yeah. Italy. Italy?
2: <laughs> oh, <all> right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, was that sarcastic? Would you actually want to watch it? I, I, <laughs> I,
0: I have, me I, or Dan? Well, me. Uh, I'm not. I, I haven't watched no, that, no, that game. No, I was joking Dan's with Dan. Yeah, I was joking I will definitely be watching it. Uh, <laughs> if you if you're not aware, yeah. it's the first time uh, England has been in the finals of this tournament in, in 55 years. Wow, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah, so, this, uh, is
1: it the World Cup?
0: Or no, it's like the, no, it's the Euro. Yeah, Euro, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Um, So Where'd it's it's a major European championship.
1: Yeah, um, going England. Yeah. In- and also
2: Italy <laughs> <laughs> that's right, <dude>. um, <laughs> it's when all the non-football fans come out and pretend to be football fans Yeah. When right. kind of <laughs> yeah. And, and, and,
0: and sadly you know I'm a country supporter but I just yeah I'm not the biggest football fan but you know for for 55 years you gotta show up right you
2: show absolutely up. yeah that's no, a good fun time um, yeah even my sister's getting into it so that's, that's definitely proves what my last point <laughs> but, yeah I'm more excited for the olympics personally but uh, that's just me and my preference (laughs) there you
0: go there you go but anyway guys been a fantastic show chat you've been awesome anyone listening to this later thank you so much yeah please please hit that like button you know um i try not to call that out uh, so much but it obviously helps so we will be off next week we'll see you the week after with a new show everyone have a great weekend have a good week off and we'll see you in a couple weeks cheers guys